When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Friday. It's June 23rd. Let's get in the weeds. I am at Joel Pearl. It's Fightful Overbooked. And of course, Jeremy Lambert is here. Hey, Jeremy, happy Friday. Happy Friday. I've been here for two minutes already, Joel Pearl. That sounds awful. Why wouldn't you be here for seven? I don't know. Why would I be here for, why would I be seven and not two? Seven minutes in heaven? I don't know. I'm old. No, I didn't know where you were going with Neither the did I. seven <laughs> minutes reference. We just started, and I have already no idea what's going on today. As yeah, as referenced fair. by literally everything that I've been doing for the last 24 hours, it's just what we do. <laughs> <laughs> How are you this morning? It's Friday, so you got to be good, right? I'm, I'm good. Yeah, it's a big weekend in the world of wrestling, so I've been told. Uh, I hear there's stuff going on this weekend. Stuff going on in your neck of the woods, although I guess it's not really the woods, but stuff going on up there and you're you're gonna be part of it all joel pearl yeah we'll be there my my neck of the weeds if you will huh how did that was that, was that better than the seven minutes comments yeah, yeah. yeah that was better that was better Yes, AW and New Japan present Forbidden Door. That's this weekend. AW Collision on Saturday with a stack card that we'll preview soon enough along with that Forbidden Door card. Uh, we have Nicole Matthews joining us in about 10 minutes time at 10.15 Eastern if you're watching us live on YouTube.com uh, slash Fightful Overbooked. That's how early it is. I don't even remember where we broadcast anymore. Uh, so Nicole Matthews is going to join us. She has a very busy weekend on the road going to be in london ontario she's going to be in toronto she's got i think i was reading she's got uh four matches in three days so uh oh no it's two matches sorry three matches in two days so busy busy time for for nicole matthews and at 11 a.m this is this is a jeremy lambert special let me tell you jack vaughn joins the show who's jack vaughn who is this guy maybe i'll saw a, a, a tiktok that went viral maybe i'll saw this uh I should have, you know what I should have done? I should have taken the TikTok. I should have played it for y'all here, but I have uh, it. you I do have, have it. it. Yeah. Can you play it real quick here? Uh, yeah, I got to load it. Okay. So y- y'all seen this TikTok going around indie wrestlers everywhere have shared it. Y'all have a lot. You, you've, you've had a good time watching it. So uh, if you remember the TikTok that we're about to show, the guy who made it is going to join us at 11 a.m. Eastern to talk about it and other stuff. Cause he is a professional. Got I was going to, I was going to wait to uh, play it you know, before he came on, but I guess we can, we can play it now. It's uploading, you know, my, my internet is what it is. And I'm probably going to drop off and be robotic here in a second uh, as it tries to upload during <laughs> this. But I do have the, the clip uh, to, to play for, for everyone. Uh, yeah. Th- I get short. Sure, this is a, a Jeremy Lambert special. Look, man, this thing, like I, I saw the tweet that like, Oh, I don't, the views count on twitter is stupid um as elon musk prepares to fight mark zuckerberg in a cage at triple a but it's got 1.5 million views according to the the view count on twitter and it's got thirteen thousand likes 
on this thing. So it's a, uh, yeah, it, it certainly went viral. All right, here we go. I'll play it. I'll play it for everybody. If you have not seen it, here it is. When you're waiting for a super indie to finish doing that move. bad for our audio listeners who were just like what was that beautiful <laughs> music for the last 30 seconds <laughs> anyway that tiktok went viral as jeremy said a lot of views on uh all over social media not just twitter so we're looking forward to having jack bond the guy in the video who has uh taken out his phone who's watching his wrist all that stuff he's going to join us at 11 a.m eastern uh we're looking forward to that so I, we got a few minutes before nicole joins us uh where do you want to start i mean forbidden door is coming up this Sunday. We've added six more matches from Dynamite plus one more on uh, Rampage. Set it up. What's uh, are you looking forward to? Any of those new matches, Jeremy Lambert's? Looking forward to all of them, Joel. It's the biggest weekend in, in wrestling for the first time, well, second time ever. We have great stars from AEW and great stars from New Japan Pro Wrestling, and they're all here in Toronto at Forbidden Door. And I assume I'm being a robot right now because you look very frozen. And <sighs> my favorite part is that you're giving the Tony Khan answer. <laughs> You're giving yeah. the answer, but it's robotic, so it fits perfectly with the profile. Sure. I think you're back. You seem back. Okay. What are you actually looking forward to? Give me give me at least one match that you're looking forward to with this thing. Danielson Nokata. Yeah. You think it main events? I heard I heard it's supposed to main event. You've heard from whom? Yeah. Uh, sources. Sources. Was it was it yeah. uh was it dynamite when they were yelling and screaming about it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just making sure. I wanted. I wanted to make sure because if nothing, our we want our journalism to be uh, to be. I'll fine be back. And... Okay. Well, now it's me. It's me. It's me. I'm. I'm. I'm the guy. It's me. I'm looking forward to the whole show. Kate and I are going to be here watching the show. Kate and I are going to do a show on Sunday afternoon. We're going to find a spot. Well, we have a spot. I've booked a spot, and we're going to go and watch the. Uh, we're going. Sorry, we're going to podcast the show, um, and have a good time. Nicole Matthews is going to join us momentarily. Hopefully Jeremy's going to come back and you're not going to have to look at me on a full screen. People who watch it on your TVs at home, I feel so bad for you right now. You can look at the background. That looks better than me in my face. But uh, yeah, there's plenty going on. Jeremy is back. Hello, Jeremy Lambert. Hi. Let's see if this is better. Hopefully it is. Probably not. Who cares at this point? I care. I care because you look good. And when you look good, you feel good. I look awful. I feel awful. I'm old. I'm tired. I'm beat up. I'm worn out. I apologize to our audience that I suck. I don't think you suck. I do want to touch real quickly on uh, the Dave Meltzer CM Punk stuff from the Why? newsletter. Why? I want your take on it. I gotta, I my, take, on it. my take is I don't listen to Dave. I listen to Sean. I'm salty today, everybody. You're this is you're gonna get grunt. Where's my muffins? Can I get some muffins? Can I get some spritzer water or something? Um, 
I'm in a salty mood. Why? I don't know. Just am. Just irritated. Just angry at, at things and whatnot. So here I am, everybody. This is this is what you're dealing with today. I've said many times I cannot hide my emotions very well. And I can't hide my emotions today. So if you want my opinion on this Dave stuff, I think a lot of people are lying. And I think Dave's reporting all of this lying without doing a good job of vetting a lot of it. And he's just putting it all out there. And I think a lot of people are talking in circles and they're not actually giving full information. And again, Dave is just putting it all out there. That's my thoughts on it. That's fair. I don't think your thoughts are are misled. I don't think they're wrong. Um, I, I will give you one thing. I mean, I, I give this to Trevor Dame. He, he kind of um, did his thread, talked about it, and then had similar feelings to what you just said, Jeremy. And they said the last time Dave was this doom and gloom, brawl out happened. And I think that's something that's important to think about because we're about to go into a pay-per-view where they're all going to be under the same roof. I saw what you had mentioned about uh, possibly having Punk go on first and then the rest of the time just have them leave the place and let uh, you know let the elite take over the show. I think it's very possible that Punk and Kojima go on first and then you know they, they got to get him out of there and I don't think Punk is going to do a press conference cuz he's just uh he's just facing Kojima like you don't need to do a press conference for that, do you? Is that is that a press conference worthy match? I don't know. I imagine we'll get a Osprey slash Omega press conference, depending on who wins there. I, I imagine we'll, I don't know, whoever, maybe Sting and Darby might do might do a press conference thing, unless Jericho wins, and then he'll do it. I imagine that'll be part of it. Um, who else is, is potentially press conference worthy? MJF. They like yeah. doing the MJF stuff nowadays. Maybe Jack Perry, after he turns on Hook, uh, He'll he'll do a press conference. So those those would be my my press conference choices. Would you put Jay White back up there, knowing what he did last time? Yeah, because that ruled. It did. I, I would put. You know what? I wouldn't even put Jay. I I would put Juice, and let him I scream. Mean, Jay doesn't have a match. Like, what are we doing? Why yeah, well, not not yet. Who knows what Saturday will bring, right? I guess, but yeah, right now Jay White doesn't even have a match. But yeah, I definitely put him up there because that ruled last year because he's full character and tony was like what is what's happening here he, that was the that was the moment that t- tony learned oh we can do character work on these things and, and revolutionary not- jay white <laughs> that's right the man is absolutely telling he's telling stories folks but i would love to see jay white on this one like i said even juice robinson would be good i i think i agree with you punk I, i'm a, i'm of two mindsets one is that punk uh could easily show up and he's a draw for a press conference. People will want to, you know, follow what he has to say. But at the same time, he just has a match against Kojima. So, oh, they should they should bring Punk in there. They should 100% bring him in there. And he should just do the, like, no comment. I'm only here so I don't get fined type of gimmick. And he just gives you nothing. He, he, the the buildup, the anticipation of Punk being there. And, like, any question, he's just like, no, no comment. Great question. No comment. <laughs> yeah, just just no commenting the entire way through. Yeah, uh, I see our guest is popping in and out. So hopefully next time she comes in, she'll be ready. Um, Internet's worse than mine is. I, I, it's either that or she's just popping on and off. I don't know, but uh, th- this is going to be fun with Nicole Matthews. She's uh, she's 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 in her mode of life transportation. 
I'm so excited to talk to her about van life. This is a uh, an experience unlike any other because who lives in a van? Like the, that was that's 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 the crux of the conversation. What's her what's, and Chris Farley? That's it. That's true. Down by the river. Yeah. Do you think she has a little coat? I mean, we can ask her. That's true. I mean, that, that should be your first question, Joel. <laughs> that's right. If she's ready for us, she can give me a thumbs up and we can go ahead and bring her on. <laughs> oh, so one second. One second. Said, we uh, can wait one second. Just the one, though. Uh, we're, we're excited <laughs> to speak to Nicole Matthews. There's tons, tons of matches coming up for her. Uh, we're going to plug all of those once she's here. And, of course, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh maybe maybe forbidden door we'll we'll, we'll get some some thoughts because she she once showed up in aw jeremy lambert's so, she did yeah she's, she's shown up in aw she's uh one of the top top people in the independent scene and like you're more excited about the van life stuff than uh than any type of wrestling i think we should just build the whole interview around that yes we should it should literally just say uh nicole matthews talks van life there you go that's it. <laughs> wrestling, what wrestling? We're just here to talk van life. We're, we're YouTube yeah. travel vloggers. And she's done stuff with the Defy before, and she's uh, she's going back to Defy. She's been in, in DPW, which uh, you know I, I'm a big fan of, and everybody I've spoken to from, from DPW always has a good time there. So you can ask the van questions, and I'll ask the wrestling questions, Joel. Well, all right. We'll ask, we'll ask questions away, and it looks like she's ready. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen... The one, the only, Nicole Matthews joins us now. Nicole, you have, how are you doing? Hello. I'm about to run down the hundreds of matches you're about to have over the next couple of days, uh, if, if you'll let me. I'm already sore thinking about it all, honestly, but. <laughs> Let's start Saturday. You've got Smash Wrestling's Northern Tournament in London. Your match starts against Eliza Hall. That's a 6 p.m. bell time. We'll tell everyone where they can get all their, their tickets and whatnot a little later on. 25th, that's on Sunday morning. You've got a match against Alexia Nicole for the Femme Fatale Championship. That's a, a match that I'm personally looking forward to. And then that afternoon, you're in a four-way match at Defy versus Progress for the Defy Women's Championship. Perp Vixen, Ali Catch, Session Moth Martina, and Nicole Matthews. I would be sore too. So I think this is a fun time for you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to play catch up from the last five years. Uh, so uh, yeah, just going straight for it. But no, I'm looking forward to all the matches this weekend, though. I think they'll all be fun. Uh, the Saturday, the Northern uh, show was Smash against Liza Hall, who I have wrestled a lot. Uh, she's a BC girl as well. So and I've helped. You know, I've been there since the beginning of her career. So we've wrestled each other a punch. But I'm excited to see other. I'm excited for other people to see what she can do, because uh, I think she's still a relatively unknown uh, name at this point. But she shouldn't be. Uh, and then, yeah, the Alexia Nicole match, first time matchup. But how weird is that, right? We've both been around for how long? So really looking forward to that. And uh, four ways are always a fun time. <laughs> Are you driving right now? Is, is this... I, I'm not driving. I'm the passenger. Okay. Uh, right. I, my husband's driving. <laughs> All right. Well, make sure you're safe while you're trying to do this. Imagine. 
Yeah, I don't take enough risks in the ring, so I thought yeah. maybe I'd drive and do a podcast. Why not, right? Just, just set up your phone on one of those uh, <laughs> gimmicks that, that holds it, and then, yeah, just drive and do the podcast. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, you're really paying attention to the road that way, right? <laughs> Peek behind the curtain, Marty Garner. He did his interview sitting in the uh, sitting in the driver's seat of his car. So, it, Oh, it, my God. It's he was driving at the end of it. Yes. We, could see, we could see the road moving behind him. By the end of it, he was driving, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that much of a risk taker. I'm I'm too uh, I'm too much of a, uh, a play by the rules type of person in real life. So. <laughs> well, I mean, one rule that you guys seem to have uh, kind of ditched is is the idea that your home has to be in one place all the time. Talk to me about van life because I don't know about y'all, but like I, I said this to Jeremy earlier during the pandemic, I, all of my favorite travel vloggers, YouTubers, they all bought vans and they all started going around country what what prompted this well basically that like watching a lot of uh podcasts and or not sorry a lot of vlogs and stuff online on youtube it was funny because like i wanted to get a van for a while and my husband wanted to get van for a while but we had never talked about it with each other for some reason and then like one day i was just like on craigslist or whatever and I was like, what do you think of uh, van life or getting a van? He's like, I've been wanting to do that forever. So we both were like parallel thinking getting the van. So we just were like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Uh, so, yeah, it's been great. Uh, oh, the way Ram Tawn was coming up. There we are. Can you go say hi to my parents while you're going to Ottawa, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah so it, it's been great and it's uh it's made wrestling road trips really fun obviously we don't have our van with us right now because we had to fly across the country but all the west coast shows have been such a good time because uh yeah just living in our van you know it's like okay good night everybody and we just hop in and fall asleep it's great and we don't have to argue about who's dd either because uh, we can both have a few so, I mean, what is the most, like, prized possession or the most important thing to have in the van at that point? Well, the bed is super comfy. So, we got really lucky with the van we got. So, I would say that is probably number one. Uh, and um, not to get gross, but having somewhere to relieve yourself is also very important. And we also have that. So, uh, I think if you have those two things, you're good to go. Have a good cooler, you know. Have a have a comfy bed, have somewhere to go uh, to do your business, and you're good to go. <laughs> Any challenges with, with the van life? Like, oh, I kind of I kind of miss this, or I wish I, I had this in this moment. Um, challenges? I don't know. It's been pretty good, honestly. I guess like the maybe if we're somewhere where it's a little dusty or a little sandy, you know, that getting into the bed sometimes and figuring that out. And uh, trying to clean our feet before we come in. Uh, I, I think that'd be the number one. I don't know. It's been honestly like not to not to brag, but it's been pretty awesome. You know, life's been good. <laughs> brag away. Go. You're having a good time. <laughs> Nicole, Nicole Matthews recommends every wrestler just live the van life and don't yes. worry about the hotels or any of this moving forward. Just go yeah. full van life. Every wrestler out there. Yeah, exactly. You know, promoters will love you too, except it's a gas guzzler. So you're, what they would pay for a hotel, get them to pay you in trans. So, because <laughs> you you'll need that. 
as, as we start to shift towards wrestling, because of course we got to talk about the wrestling. Oh, I guess. <laughs> I, I, listen, I could do band life all day. That's just what I want. <laughs> who, who controls the music when y'all are driving? Is it the person driving or is it the passenger? Okay, so we have this, we're both very much creatures of uh, routine. So we actually have the same CD going over and over and over and over again. It's a uh, dance, dance hall crashers. It's a live performance CD of dance hall crashers. It's highly, it's a great road trip CD. Uh, and once in a while we'll switch it up and uh, put on a podcast or something like that. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a collaborative effort. I would say, I don't know. We have pretty similar taste in music, so it's not too tough to, it's not too tough to concede if the other person wants to control it. Uh, all right, I will switch to, to wrestling now. Joel <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I uh, you, you wrestled you wrestled on Dynamite earlier this year against Jade Cargill. I know it was a, a short match, but how did that that come about? What was that experience like? Uh, the experience was great. Uh, yeah, it came up just I think how everyone's AEW experiences come up. You know, uh, got got an email from. Uh, Sean Dean, who's their extras coordinator, and uh, didn't know I was doing that until day of. Like, it wasn't like I was prepped on that. I got there and they're like, I'm pretty sure you're wrestling Jade. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> that works. Uh, then I saw Taya backstage and I was, or sorry, Taya backstage, and I was like, oh, maybe not. Maybe I'm just doing like something else because I assumed she was the surprise. But then, uh, yeah, how it worked out was pretty cool, though. I thought that I thought that was a really clever way to debut her, to have like a red herring uh, as someone else, and then she's the actual Canadian surprise. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't really. It wasn't like I knew months in advance or anything like that. I just uh, found out the day of, so that that was pretty cool. Were you at all clued in about Ty's debut, or I, you said you saw her backstage, but like going no. out there, no idea. Well, going out there, yeah, yeah. Like once it was like figured out and confirmed what I was doing, it was I was like looped in. But I kind of uh, put two and two together when I saw her backstage. I'm like, hmm, who's gonna be the big Canadian surprise? <laughs> Me or Taya? <laughs> did you get any any feedback from anybody? Again, I know it was, it was short, but did you get any feedback from from anybody as far as working on the the television style? Uh, not really, because it was quite short, like you said, and the focus was definitely on the post-match uh, stuff. But everyone was super friendly, and it was a super good time. Uh, you know, and it, it was really nice to catch up with, like, old friends and stuff, like Ruby and, uh, you know, Tony and uh, Soraya and, like, all the girls that I've wrestled in the past or been in locker rooms of the past. Uh, so, like, that was awesome. It, it was honestly a really positive, fun experience overall. Um, I got way too comfortable too quickly, like I always do in those type of situations, you know? So I was just joking around immediately and hanging out with my friends and stuff. So, uh, slight right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was, uh, no, it was a great experience overall. It was uh, super friendly backstage. I really enjoyed it. Last time I saw you wrestle, believe it or not, was another all women's show called The Summit. And this was in 2019. Get a match yes. against Nicole Savoy for the uh, it was for the Shimmer title. Talk yes. about that match. There was there were certain things that happened, and also what's changed in Nicole Matthews uh, over the last four years. Um. So that, yeah, I really like that match. Um. Yeah. Nicole Savoy is always a really fun person to wrestle, and she's 
you know, just super athletic and has like a different style than a lot of people do. So it's always fun to work off that. Uh, going into the match, I did a spiel where I was going to steal the Shimmer title, basically, and never come back to Chicago or the United States with it. Because, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if anyone knows this, but I wasn't allowed in the United States for a bit there. Uh, but, you know, luckily, now that that's been resolved, I'm allowed back in. So that's changed in the last four years, I suppose. Um, yeah, no, that match was awesome. And it was... Like again, it was it's always a fun time, and uh, it's yeah. I don't I don't really know what else to say about it. It was just a really good match and a really fun time. <laughs> what, what what have you? What, do you know how they sometimes say that you go away, you learn a new hold, and you come back. So what what are the new what what is Nicole Matthews doing in the ring differently so many years later? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, so in the last few years, ever like ever since all the drama happened in like 2018, I really focused on like the school that we run and like training and stuff like that and training other people. But the thing about training other people is that you learn a lot when you're training other people. So uh, I think I'm better technically than I've ever been, honestly. And I'm trying to adapt a little more of a map-based uh, map based style right now. And uh, so that's probably changed. I think people would be surprised uh, that I'm not just being a loud mouth bitch <laughs> when I'm wrestling right now, that I'm trying to uh, trying to do new stuff still, even though I'm 17 years in. And I've uh, recently started doing moonsaults, so I think that's a big development. You know, that's that's worth noting. I think. <laughs> I, I want to talk about uh, Defy. You've been going to Defy yeah. for for a while now, and that's always yes. anytime we talk to independent wrestlers, they're always putting over Defy and and how big it is on, on that coast. But you've also been going to to TPW, which is really yes. taken off on the East Coast. Is there a, do you feel similar vibes between, I know it's two different coasts, but do you feel similar vibes between those two or are they, are they different, but still, you know, both really fun in, in what they bring to the table? I think they are quite similar in the way that, uh, so I think right now, a lot of like kind of super indies maybe kind of look like each other quite a bit, right? Where it's like, if you can see this show in this city and that show in this city and they have similar talent and similar vibes. Uh, but I think Defy, both Defy and DPW have done a really good job of all, bringing people in, obviously, to um, like for names, but really focusing on local talent and uh, really, you know, bringing up the area and really featuring that. So like Defy, you know, with the Vancouver and the Washington and Oregon wrestlers, like they'll they'll have a lot of local wrestlers that you may not have heard of if you or just like an IWTV watcher, for example, or you just watch like AEW or ROH or whatever. Uh, and I think DPW is doing the same thing and they have a lot of, I was really impressed, honestly, with the, well, with everything about the shows. Like the people who organize it are very professional and they're very well done and the production's amazing on uh, DPW and Defy. And um, yeah, and I just, I just really appreciate how both focus on their local uh, talent and I think that that makes them feel different and it kind of has that territory vibe right and I think that that's really awesome I want to get your thoughts on something that uh, superstar Shane Hawk from IWS in Montreal said he recently said that uh, the the American independents are the indies on easy mode you're a Canadian <laughs> you're traveling across <laughs> the border you want to get your thoughts do you agree do you disagree stir the pot please uh, okay so 
Well, honestly, the only American uh, promotions I've done since I've been back in, uh, in the States are West Coast shows and DPW. So I almost think like Defy and DPW in particular are kind of the exception to the rule a little bit where they like they do. I don't know how to explain it, but OK, it is easier to be an American <laughs> to do American <laughs> Indies than be Canadian. Obviously, obviously it is. There's no denying that. Uh, but, you know, Vancouver or West Coast has been very lucky to have Defy be so supportive of the Canadian wrestling scene. So we're very lucky out here in that way. Um, but yeah, of course, it's harder for Canadians to break through. And Canadians do have to work like twice as hard. And they have to, you know, go through 10 times the amount of admin and like all that and barriers and all that stuff. Right. So in that way, I completely agree with him. Um, but on the West Coast, we are lucky that we do have Defy being very supportive of especially the Vancouver scene and like our school, like Lionsgate Dojo, like a lot of people who come out of our school get regularly featured in Defy. So they are getting exposure. But like if we didn't have Defy out here or out in the West Coast, we'd be screwed for sure. So we're very lucky to have that. You've, you've done uh, a lot of work with Love Pro Wrestling, and, and yes. we're, we're pals with uh, Spencer Love. So oh, very cool. hard-hitting very hard hitting question here. Please say something mean about Spencer Love. That is tough. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to be vicious here, guys. I'm going to be mean. Sometimes he talks a little too much after intermission, going into the next match. There we go. Hard hitting, I know, I know. <laughs> Very below the belt. It's vicious. I'm sorry, Spencer, if you're listening to this, but he just cares too much about hyping up the crowd. <laughs> I know you have a time cue out there. Get him, get him out of there. He's not. Well, he's not you know, star. I'm sometimes back there warming up, and I'm like, "Come on, dude! Like, I did the squats a while ago. Get me out of there." And he's like too nice to the crowd. He tells them how good they are and stuff. I'm like, come on, don't stroke so, their egos too much, you know? So he's a liar is what you're saying as well. well of course I say that. I'm like, oh, wrestling fans, <laughs> like, boo, you know? <laughs> you get him a big vaudeville hook for when he starts playing that game. Anyway. Totally. totally I, I, sometimes I'm like, play my music. Just play my music. <laughs> We had, uh, as we start to wind down, we had Jody Threat on the show on Wednesday, and we were talking to her about Girls Next Door and about her <laughs> match against Sally Catch. Uh, and I also got to ask her a little bit about uh, being in uh, an all-women's dressing room for an all-women's show because those things are not super-duper common these days. Uh, you also had the experience. We mentioned the Summit, and, of course, you've had experience with other women's shows. Uh, what's the vibe like? What's that, What's the difference? Talk to me about that. You know, it's so funny. Uh, like, it's, it's definitely going to feel like a throwback to Shimmer, which uh, always will make me smile and make me happy. Uh, but just at Defy the other week, so we had, um, you know, like the Defy locker room is like a few different rooms and like a hallway, basically, like backstage. So one of the smaller rooms, the girls took over. So it was me, Allie, uh, Vert, Vixen, and uh, Shazza McKenzie. So it was the four of us and like we were, you know, just like kind of having a gossipy good time, like how like the girls do. And then we we're just like, you know, it smells so much better back here when it's just girls. So that's one huge difference is that you, you can't you can't beat the smell because everyone, 
you know, obviously we all have body odor, but we take care of it and we bring like body spray and deodorant out and wet wipes and all this. I don't know what the dudes do and they never wash their gear. So all the girls wash our gear at least. Uh, so that's always a good thing. And it's always very, it's, you know, very positive. It's always like very encouraging. And uh, yeah, so it's definitely a slightly different vibe, you know, but uh, mostly the smell, I would say, would be the biggest difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a great headline for me. I appreciate that. Nicole Matthews' women's locker room just smells much better than the yeah. men's locker room. <laughs> yeah, if you want to summarize it, you say like, girls rule, boys drool. If that will help you out a little bit. <laughs> 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 uh, Nicole, you, you've shared the ring with a, a lot of people who, who have hit very hard, but who has hit you the hardest? Ooh. That's a good question. I'm trying to think. Who's hit me the hardest? Um... Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know what? There's just so many. <laughs> like, we, we all hit each other hard. That's the thing. I, I find, um, you know, it's funny. I find I, it probably goes against the stereotype of it, but I find like girls wrestlers, we hit harder than dudes a lot of the time, hit each other harder, right? So I'll, I've gotten more complaints from guys for me being stiff than from girls. And I've done a lot of intergender matches. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, we all just kind of because we want to look good, right? So we all hit each other. I'm trying to think. I want to give a good answer though. Um, hi, Hamada hit pretty hard. I think. I don't know. I don't really have a great answer, honestly. I think. Uh, I think we. Yeah, we all just kind of smack each other pretty, pretty decently. So, uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, but I like that. Like I never. I, maybe that's why I don't remember because I never think of it as a negative when I get hit hard. Uh, unless it's like unless it's on the jaw or something, right? But I, I like I like that snug style, as um, I'm sure people, my opponents, can tell you as well. Uh, so I, I can't really think of anyone in particular. I was gonna say when you when you're stuck on that, when you just say none of them, because I hit the hardest. Well, probably honestly, it's like when you're like, who's the one who's late all the time, and you're just like, oh, I can't think of anyone. You're like, oh, it's me. That's why, because I'm always late. <laughs> You know, it's the same thing, maybe. <laughs> By the way, uh, Love Wrestling is here. And, uh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buried hard, Spencer. That's right. Buried you. Take he, that. Say, he, he did say, he said, to be honest, if it's from her, I probably earned it. So I don't think he realized that I completely baited you with the question of just bury Spencer Love. I just like, yeah, I, I was just like coming out of nowhere. Like, you know, this guy, Spencer Love, <laughs> let me tell you something about him. <laughs> uh, well, Nicole, we want to thank you so much for joining us. This weekend is a busy one for you. Like I said, Saturday, June 24th, Smash Wrestling's Northern Tournament. Your face, your face off against Liza Hall. That's at 6 p.m. And by the way, fans, if you buy a VIP ticket, you get an in-ring picture taken with Nicole. She'll be part of a fan Q&A as well. Uh, you get a <laughs> ringside seating, collector's ticket, a trading card. That's all for the 24th. On the 25th, that's Sunday morning at 11.30 a.m., Girls Next Door at the Rec Room in Toronto. She's going to face Alexia Nicole for the Femme Fatale Championship. And then later that afternoon, 
Defy versus Progress, 3 p.m. Eastern, four-way match for the Defy Women's Championship. Bert Vixen, Ali Catch, Sesson Moth-Martina, and Nicole Matthews. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. Basically, I'm walking in with no belts, but coming out with two belts is what you're saying. I'm so, all So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Double champ Nikki over here. <laughs> looking forward to watching you wave those belts in the big van. Thank you so much. <laughs> Plug your stuff as we get out of here, please. Uh, you can find me at N Matthews Ninja on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, and check out Lionsgate Dojo Instagram and Twitters as well. That's where I spend most of my time when I'm in BC. Nicole Matthews, thank you so much. Good luck this weekend. I look forward to seeing you uh, definitely on Sunday morning. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, guys. Take thank care. you, Nicole. Bye. Bye-bye. By the way, if you're going to get tickets for any of those shows, go over to Smash Wrestling's website, smash-wrestling.com. They have combo tickets for, uh, for the Sunday show. And, of course, the show in London at the London Music Hall, you can get tickets individually for that as well, smash-wrestling.com. Don't let my accent fool you. <laughs> That was fun, Jeremy Lambert. Say sorry. Say sorry, sorry, Joel. Sorry. Oh, she was she was fantastic. I, I know I started off this show very prickly and upset, but uh shout out to, to Nicole Matthews for for turning my mood around a little bit. And uh yeah, she was fun. Anytime we can bury Spencer Love is, is always great too. But good, good positive infectious energy from Nicole, which uh which I appreciated after the start to this show so sometimes you just you need something like that and it'll turn your day around so thank you to nicole matthews for helping me out personally with that interview absolutely i'm glad i'm glad that you're feeling a bit better uh pro wrestling podcast sent a super chat saying folks where's the story there's plenty of stories <laughs> there's so many stories we just told about a half hour's worth of all 15 minutes worth of stories right now I feel like he's talking about something else, though. <laughs> yeah, he. I saw this tweet of like every everything needs it. Why do fans complain that everything needs a story? I apologize that I'm not doing his his tweet word for word justice there. Um, and some there's they're gonna wrestling fans are gonna complain about a lot of stuff, right? Sometimes Tony Khan has said this. Like sometimes a match is the start of a story. Sometimes it might be the middle. Sometimes it might be the end. You got to just let it play out sometimes like they're it's just a match for the sake of a match like let's be honest about that too is sometimes you're just doing a match to do a match and there's not always a story involved with it and that's okay as well or maybe it is a story the match just is a singular story it has nothing to do with like an overall big picture story it's just a story about one single wrestler and and that person's story though whatever we put too much there's a lot of emphasis on storytelling we don't need to try to pick and choose just when what it is when it comes to the storytelling like oh what's the story behind this match type of thing like you can put a story to any match if you want to sometimes just a match is a match what do you what do you do about it and also storytelling does happen between the ropes as well it's not just the words that you say Sometimes it are the moves that you make. You work over a body part. You try to get, you know, you try to work over the arm because that person's finisher involves a lot of arm work. Sometimes the story is within the match and that's okay. That's kind of like part two to a story. And by the way, if you're WWE, the story never ends anyway. So what does it matter? Right? The story exactly. is there. It just doesn't end. So, but I, the matches that I enjoy most are the ones that have like an actual good story 
behind them. I, I much prefer those matches compared to like, hey, let's just do a cool match for the sake of doing a cool match. Because then it's like, all right, cool. You can watch cool matches any day of the week nowadays. So I, I much prefer when there's a little bit more of an emotional investment there. But I understand like, hey, let's just do a cool match for, for the sake of doing a cool match. Let's not try to overthink this this kind of thing here not every match and every build can just have this big elaborate story behind it i actually think i'll criticize the bloodline storyline for a second um yeah is this not allowed or something i don't know you're not allowed to to subject cinema to any criticism (laughs) i think it's actually like made people believe this is what every wrestling feud and storyline should be is like everything needs to be this long need this level of depth and and storytelling and character work and it's like well if everything has that then it's not one it's not going to stand out more Two, the show just ain't long enough for everything to have that. You know what I mean? Like people want to compare this this show. Sami Zayn has done this to the to the Sopranos. Okay, not every feud can be the Sopranos. Not every television show is the Sopranos. You need your thirty minute comedy in there. Twenty minute cut. You need your fifteen minute SpongeBob episodes in there. You need you need your twelve minute little cartoon stuff in there like that you need that stuff you need your your reality television nonsensical drama in there what's, what's the the bish off the buffet line type of thing of like you, you need all of these different foods and and whatnots to to make up a television show so i'm using the, the television analogy for this and you need your hour-long dramas yeah you need your, your 10 minutes of robot chicken uh your 12 minutes of amazing world of gumball um you need your 22 minutes of the office you need your vanderpump rules you need your ink master reality competition like you you need you need your ultimatums and your big d's and your temptation island jeremy you watch a lot of tv that's what i'm getting away from this whole thing how about you just just know of these shows you need your snl it's it's it's, put a long time ago to me was that wrestling is it's a variety program and continue your thought please (laughs) that's 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 what it is though again not everything can be the sopranos and so i don't know why we knock the fact that oh not everything is the bloodline i think people would get bored of wrestling if everything was the bloodline like because I don't think everybody wants it to be drawn out like that. I think you're seeing that complaint of like, oh, well, Roman Reigns doesn't wrestle enough. Okay, well, if everything's the bloodline, that's just how it's gonna how it's gonna be. You're just gonna have people who don't don't wrestle enough. So, it, it like you said, it is a variety show. Not everything just needs this super layered story. And if you want to, we see this all the time with wrestling fans. If you want to make it super layered in your own mind go for it. You can, there's enough history. There's enough one liners. There's enough backstage drama with a lot of these wrestlers to where you can fill in your own logic gaps. If you would like to. Like I said, my, my, um, I said this at the top of the show, they announced six more matches on dynamite. 
with one more set to be announced tonight on Rampage. My, I, I loved that they spent the better part of the build getting those four matches, those top three or four matches in people's minds. Danielson and, and Okada. Yeah, Danielson, Okada, uh, Osprey and Omega. Those are the two major storytelling stories. Sonata, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. I know people have a feeling of a certain way about it. Uh, and then there's one match that I'm totally forgetting that was announced early, early that I'm just blanking on. But the, the, the oh, the uh, Tanahashi and MJF. And, and that yeah. also has a story attached to it that kind of goes back years. And MJF has been kind of needling it and bringing it up in his own way over the last little bit. Um, my, my, my main criticism is actually just six more matches were announced in one night. <laughs> That's the only thing where I'm like, you're, you met, you did the entire undercard in one show. So everything on that felt less significant than the four matches. And there are matches of those six that sound like a lot of fun. Like that orange Cassidy four way is going to be bonkers. That's, and I think I'm really looking people- forward to that. Yeah, and in, in last year that stole the show. Osprey and and uh, Orange Cassidy that that was a star making show for for those two, which they were already stars. But like it stole the show. Um, but that was my main criticism is that with a little bit more pacing or just a little more spread outness with the storytelling, not even the storytelling, just the match announcing, you could have done a little bit more with the show. I'm looking forward to Sunday. I'm looking very much forward to Collision, especially. Once they announced Tanahashi and Swerve, a lot of people, myself included, were just like, here we go. That's going to be a fun, that's going to be a fun match. And talk about storytelling. I think in the ring, those two are going to tell a very good story in the ring between the ropes. So um, there's a lot of good stuff. I just want a little bit more spacing when it comes to getting these matches out there. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that because not only did they announce all these matches, like, two of them really four or three of them were like multi-man matches like the elite and the blackpool combat club uh the jericho match and then the the international title match like these are all multi-man matches on top of this so it wasn't just you're not only introducing these matches you're introducing a bunch of wrestlers in these matches so it can just kind of blend together in all of this i'm with you that maybe it could have been spaced out a little bit better i understand because of it is a New Japan show as well. New Japan running their own events, getting guys over, things like that. Like we saw this last year, and last year was a bit more hampered with injuries and, and things like that. But we saw it last year of like they could only get the talent for like the week of the show. And that kind of a similar thing here, it seemed like Ishii could, could only come this week. They announced Okada and Danielson, but Okada w- was finally here uh, for this week with everything. Um, Oshoda wasn't even around suzuki only here for this week we'll see who the the partner is for for sting and darby it's good money is on naito being the partner there um but yeah they can only get these guys it seems like the week of the show so that can hurt it a little bit but yeah when it comes to the 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 big surprise announcement type of thing. Like maybe you could have set up elite Blackpool the following week or the previous week and then teased, Oh, Hey, we have Ishii coming in or we have a surprise partner, but then you do run the risk of doing the surprise partner angle too much. Um, It's a, it's a, it's a tough balance when you're trying to have these two big companies come together for, for the show while they're both also trying to do their own thing as well. I thought they did a much better job with the balance this year than they did last year. Again, I know injuries played a big factor in it last year, but I thought overall they did a good job of 
letting you know the important matches, which are Omega Osprey, Danielson, Okada, and then to a lesser extent, the the two title matches, which sounds hilarious to say, is like the the IWGP World Heavyweight Title and the AEW World Title are the two lesser matches uh, on this show. It's like these are the two title matches, but to to a lesser extent, those two title matches, and then filling out kind of the rest of the card. Because let's let's be honest about things, Joel. Like this is a show where you're either going to buy it or you're not when it comes to, okay, do I want to see AEW New Japan? And when it comes to a lot of shows, whether it's wrestling, MMA, boxing, when it comes to these pay-per-view events, they're selling based on your top matches, right? Like you, the undercard is like, oh, cool, that's a cool match that I really want to see. But you're buying these fights, you're buying these pay-per-views because like, I want to see that main event. I want to see that co-main event. They've done a good job selling me on this. You're not worried so much about like, Oh man, they added a Chris Jericho six man to it. Now I'm really sold. If you're not sold on this show at like Brian Danielson and Okada and Omega Osprey too, look Jericho Suzuki, Sammy Sting, Darby Naito is a nice match. But if you're not sold on those top two, that one is probably not like oh yeah. Now I'm I'm getting this show unless you're a big Sting fan, which I mean I understand that honestly. Yeah, and and this was uh, again. This is another nitpicky thing. Before Jack Bond shows uh, shows us shows up, and we talk to him, uh, <laughs> my my brain is on. It's just done, Jeremy. It's done. But one thing I was doing, I was listening to uh, AW Unrestricted as I often do, and I was a little put back that I saw that the 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 count on the episode, the clock on it, and it was like thirty minutes, and I'm like, that includes commercials. And I thought to myself, they're only going to talk about the four announced matches because the show was clearly recorded before Dynamite, but it releases after Dynamite. So I was a little like, I was a little put back that, you know, that that's where, and again, going to going back to the conversation that uh, Rocky had on the podcast where he said last year's show was a, a whole plethora of issues. And he and Tony Khan were literally changing things up until the last minute because of injuries, because of issues. And so as a result, I'm thinking to myself, well, what changed this time? because of the way they did the recording for unrestricted i'm assuming it's really just a a question of timing and they just went with what they had and that was it but it felt a little strange to me uh that that they released it like that you know it's pro wrestling everything's weird uh and then pro wrestling podcast dropped a super chat saying any guesses on who sting and darby's partner is also good morning guys and then said lol never mind jeremy just answered the question (laughs) if you would Uh, like to to Send, I mean, Pro Wrestling Podcast, good friend of the show, who's on earlier uh, this week. Everybody can check out that show from, from Monday. If you want to send another question, uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast, you, you can. I don't want you to feel like your $5 is wasted on yeah. on that super chat when I answered it before you sent it in. Yeah, you don't. You do not need to send another super chat in this case to yeah. answer the question. Uh, but if you all want to send a super chat, of course, that will support us here at Viper Lover Book and get your question or statement read on the air. Uh, if he's ready, I, I think uh, we can have our next guest join us a little bit early. He's got a let's, thumbs up. All right, let's play the clip again for those who are now joining us. We're going to play this viral video of waiting on you know, the the super indie spot. So here we go, everybody. And if yeah, you're an audio listener, you're just going to get cool music in your ears for about 30 seconds here. When you're waiting for a super indie to finish doing that move.
Every time I watch it, I find something new in that video that I got to ask about. (laughs) (laughs) It's your intro. No, it's never my intro, Joel. What are we doing? You're the, you're the, you're the host here. No, you're, this one's yours. Jeremy, please. This one's yours. All right. From the video you you just saw, uh, this the the viral man himself. He, he wrestles in OVW and uh, other independent promotions. He is the veteran Jack Vaughn. Jack, how you doing? Hello, I'm I'm wonderful, gentlemen. It's a great. I did great already. I already. Uh, I messed up the third word that I said. <laughs> not- I'm doing great. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I mean, let's let's go ahead and talk about this clip. Where did the idea come from? When did you have this idea and how did you put it all together to like, all right, I'm going to do this and put this out there. So that particular video, it's funny because like some videos that I think like that I put a lot of effort into, I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be great and it's going to get tons of plays and then it does nothing. And then there's stuff like this where I really the way it started was, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that do that particular spot on on television now uh, where they just jump up and down between the top and middle ropes. And I was just kind of like, man, like that's such a, to me, it's a, it's a silly spot and it really doesn't make any sense why you wouldn't just pull them off or, you know, why the guys, why you're just sitting there like holding their hand, holding them up. So I just, you know, it was just one of those like little, I saw it on TV or maybe I saw another clip of it on TikTok or something. And I just decided to kind of poke fun at it. Who was that sitting there at the end of the video with the popcorn? <laughs> I have no. It was a random fan at the show I was at. <laughs> just like I said, everyone. Like, they probably probably one of the VIPs at the show. Gotcha. It's like I see I something new every single time I watch this video. Like you you pull out your phone and the first thing I'm like, this guy's a vet, but he's got a giant ass phone for a throwback. <laughs> I didn't. I know it's funny because uh, a few people pointed out the uh, the lady walking in the background. And uh, I didn't even notice that until I was done editing the video. I'm like, well, I can't fix it now. <laughs> what is what has the reaction been like? I've I've seen a lot of quote tweets, and most of them, I could be wrong on this, um, but most of them seem like I was like, oh, this is funny, like you know, po- poking fun. Like they they took it in good stride, good humor. Mm-hmm. But I saw a couple of like, what do you know? Like you haven't done anything type of thing. What it what have what has the reaction been like to you? For the most part, it's been positive. Uh, it's it's like you said, most people are even... I've had a lot of people that are like, yeah, I like that kind of wrestling, but this is still very funny. It's still, you know, it's obviously just kind of poking fun and, ha- you know, and having fun. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm used to negative comments. Like, this is definitely not my most controversial video that I've ever put out there. But, uh, you know, for the most part, the reaction has been pretty positive. So I'm doing my research on you and I see that you wrestled 99% in the U S and then all of a sudden Finland pops up. Yeah. What, how did you end up wrestling in Finland? What was that? What was that like? So I, one of my best friends is a wrestler by the name of Jake Oman. He's from Indianapolis and he wrestles all over the world. So uh, he actually just got back from Peru. He's, I think he's done a total of like 25 countries now. And it was just one of his trips. And I said, Hey man, like before I'm done wrestling, I want to go on one of these trips with you. And he's, he was like, okay, well in, uh, in November, I'm going to Finland, Estonia and Sweden, if you want to come. So I was like, okay, let's go. So that's kind of just how it came about. Um, he had some hookups with some promoters out there and that's, it's really, uh, not as exciting of a story as it, as it could be, but, uh, but wrestling in Finland and, and Sweden was, was fantastic. The fans out there, 
it's almost like the opposite of the United States, where if you are from another country, you're automatically a heel. You go over there and they love you for being an American. You, you've, <laughs> you've wrestled a dog collar match. How, what was that experience? And it was in Ohio. So I'm sorry about that. But what was <laughs> that experience like wrestling a, in a dog collar match? Cause there, there aren't too many of them in, in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, so that was probably my favorite angle that I had ever been a part of. Um, it was with a, a guy by the name of Cody Jones and we built up this, you know, three, four month long story, uh, at a company called war wrestling, which stands for wrestling and respect is the name of the company. And, um, you know, my whole gimmick is that I'm the, the old school guy. I want things to go back to the way they used to be. And Cody is actually a second generation wrestler. And we kind of built up the story where, you know, I was telling him that his father would be ashamed of him for, you know, choosing to do this more modern style. And um, his, his father is, is passed away. So uh, it was basically just me kind of like poking the bear. And then we also did some stuff where, uh, I attacked his wife, who was another wrestler by the name of Paloma Star, and uh, it just, you know, it, it really had a lot of heat. And the thing about war wrestling is that their fans are still very old school. Like they, they love the, the baby faces and they hate the heels. So um, as soon as I started, you know, talking about his dad, and when I was, you know, hit his wife with a big lariat, they, uh, they were fully behind him. And uh, so the dog collar match itself was, I think, uh, one of those gimmick matches that was necessary i feel like a lot of times you know we throw in street fights and no dqs and stuff like that for no reason but i think the the dog collar was justified for that angle and uh, it went really well did you draw any inspiration from from other dog collar matches in in particular i watched them but i tried not to do anything that they did because i feel like that's an an easy trap to get into is you see uh gimmick matches that don't happen often and you want to decide trying to outdo them but I wanted to kind of make it our own. Uh, also, you're talking about gimmick matches. I see a taped fist match. Explain that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I assume it's literally <laughs> taped fist, but are you are you doing outward tape and then putting glass shards on it? What what's a taped fist match? Uh, no, it's it's just a just just plain old uh, white wrist tape. Um, the the story there being that uh, you can throw them harder, so uh, hitting a hitting a punch in the match is much more devastating. You you mentioned uh, you know, your, your gimmick being the more old school type. I mean, your nickname is the veteran. I see here, and you can tell me if this is incorrect. Trained by Shark Boy uh, and, mm-hmm. and Roger Ruffin. So, what was the the training like and getting that kind of old school mentality when it comes to to your style? Well, if you don't know Roger Ruffin, he is a, an old school guy himself. Um, you know, he was a his, uh, I guess you might know him. He was a referee with the WWE for a little bit. He actually uh, refereed uh, Roddy Piper versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania 8. It's one of the bigger matches he had been a part of. But uh, he's an old territory guy. Um, so obviously, you know, I, he just taught me what he knew, which was the old territory stuff. Uh, and then Shark Boy, um, most people are probably familiar with him. He came up in the Cincinnati area, trained by Les Thatcher, another legendary uh, territory guy. So, um you know, the training that I did, I started off with Shark Boy, and his was more of a training camp rather than a school. It was like a set set amount of time. So it was about four months before it was kind of designed to give you the basics before moving on to like a, a more proper school. And, um, you know, Shark uh, is not as hardcore as some of those uh, like Les Thatcher or, or Roger, but 
Um, he gave us the basics. He gave us what we needed. And then uh, going with Roger, you know, that's he's very old school minded. So it's all about storytelling. It's about psychology and it's about not uh, wasting your moves. Pivoting back to TikTok and social media, um, talk to me, how important is it for TikTok and other social media for professional wrestlers like yourself nowadays trying to uh, get yourselves out there and more uh, with the audience? I wish that social media didn't play as big of a part in getting over for wrestlers as it does. Um, I wish we could all just get over based on our ability, but that is the way the, 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 the world has gone. Um, actually, when I, when I just, I don't know uh, if you found this in your research, but I did quit wrestling for a few years and then came back uh, full time about 2019. And uh, when I did that, I was like, with this gimmick, I'm not going to have any social media. Like, cause an old school wrestler, why would he want social media? He's not going to be on TikTok. Um, but it was one of those things where I eventually realized I had to. And uh, it is it is a very useful tool. I mean, it's there's a reason I've been wrestling for this long and people are just now starting to discover me through social media. Um, so it's for me, it's been great. Um, you know, it's, it's a great networking tool. It's gotten me, you know, uh, bookings. I have uh, bookings coming up pretty much on all different parts of the country based on people who have found me through social media. So it's, it's, for me, it's been fantastic and it's a very useful tool for wrestlers that they know how to use it properly. You've mentioned uh, that the, the super indie move was not your most controversial video. And I've seen some other ones uh, specifically the adventures of, of the shady promoter, but what, mm-hmm. what is in your mind, your most kind of controversial video? So I have a series of videos I do called Indie versus Professional Wrestling. And that one seems to, um, especially early on, those videos used to be very controversial. Probably the most controversial one was the one that I did about punches versus forearms. Uh, I got a lot of feedback from that one. I had a lot of people trying to tell me that, you know, punches are illegal. And, you know, there's a reason that, you know, if you're in a real fight, you're going to use forearms and elbows instead of punches. And, um so yeah, that was probably the most controversial one. That was uh, pretty early on, but I got a lot of a lot of hate for that one. What what are your thoughts on the the thigh slap? <laughs> uh, well, for me, it's quite the money maker now. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I threw it in my videos the first time to just kind of poke fun at it and to make fun of it, and then it's something that I would throw in videos periodically, and then the people that watch me just kind of caught on to it and they love it. And now if I don't throw one in a, in a, a video, I I'm sure to hear about it. Um, but in general, the, the thigh slap in matches, I can't stand it. It's so blatantly obvious. And, you know, I'm not a proponent of actually trying to hurt guys, but I am a proponent of, you know, laying stuff into the point to where you don't need to make any sound, you know, or any additional sound like slapping a thigh. So yeah, personally, I'm not a huge fan of it other than the fact that, uh, I put it on a t-shirt and people buy it. <laughs> you're uh, you're working quite a bit of TV with OVW. And uh, of course, it, that, that's a little bit different than working an independent show that maybe doesn't have uh, cameras rum- roaming around or at least a professional production team. Uh, tell me, what which do you prefer more? Or is there something that you find more beneficial working TV versus uh, a non-televised independent? I can't say that I prefer one over the other because I think with uh, on an independent show, a non-televised show, you have a little bit more freedom. Um, you know, obviously, uh, I'm a big stickler on sticking to your times, and when you're on TV, you have to do that. Um, I've 
you know, had issues with that when I, in my time at OVW where, uh, you know, the ending of my match once didn't get caught on camera because we went a little long. So I, uh, I haven't made that mistake since then. So, um, but I think, uh, you know, for everyone, if, if you want to, if you're looking to, to be a professional wrestler uh, on television, if you're trying to make it to like one of the big companies, try to find one of the smaller companies that does live TV because learning that style is going to be beneficial for anyone. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a, I don't want to say a culture shock because I don't think that's the right term, but uh, it is much different for someone who, like me, uh, spent so much time wrestling independence to go to a company that runs live TV and realize how much more strict you have to be on everything that you do. When it comes to creating uh, these TikTok videos and things, how much planning and preparation goes into it of like, oh, this is, this is kind of trending right now let me poke fun of that or is it just like oh i think this is kind of silly let me just let me poke fun of that for so my wife kind of keeps track of all the stuff that's trending i haven't really done anything uh, i've only done like maybe one or two videos that kind of caught on to trends um and actually since you guys have started the show i actually posted a new video that actually does uh it's actually on the the bill Hader meme that's big on tiktok right now um but other than that, for the most part, uh, my ideas are just stuff that, you know, I have a list on my phone that's just full of ideas. And, you know, whenever I have the means to make that idea into a video, I try to take advantage of it. But uh, I don't honestly put a lot of planning into it. Um, you know, the most of it has to be pretty simple just because I have to be able to edit it quickly. There are a few things where I use some green screens and I could just do that on my computer. But for the most part, the videos don't take that much planning. As we uh, start to wind down, and we thank you for your time, uh, what are your what are your goals moving forward? I mean, you're you clearly caught uh, a few more eyeballs with this TikTok, and you're you're still mm -hmm. out there working. What's uh, what's next for Jack Vaughn? Well, like I said, I got a lot of good stuff coming up. You know, I have shows coming up in Florida, and you know, uh, Utah, New Jersey. I got all kinds of stuff coming up. Uh, going back to Europe in the fall, and then. Uh, you know, my ultimate goal, you know, I'm, I'm 37. So and I'm, I've stayed relatively healthy my entire life. So um, my ultimate goal is to eventually catch on with a national company doesn't necessarily have to be WWE or AEW. I just would like at least one run on a national platform, regardless of which one it is. That's my ultimate goal. And I feel like I'm still young enough and healthy enough to where I can be uh, beneficial to a company. And I think the gimmick itself uh, lends itself to uh, being a, a really good heel on uh on television so hopefully that'll work out someday to to piggyback off that real, real quickly before we do actually wrap you have shared the ring with the likes of carlito uh rhino Brian myers any any advice from them and, and ec3 like any advice from them uh coming from the world of television and then you know being part of that environment you know honestly i, I haven't i never really took the time to uh you know we would talk about our match and stuff but never uh would never discuss like Hey, like, what's, what's it like in the WWE? Like, what do I need to do to get there? That sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, all of those guys that you just mentioned were, were fantastic to work with. Um, and, you know, unfortunately I didn't have that, uh, that particular discussion with them, but, uh, they were all fantastic to work with and, and I had a lot of fun with them. Jack, we appreciate your time. Let everybody know where they can, uh, find you at on social media and coming forward. Yeah, so uh, pretty much every social media, you can find me at Vet Jack Vaughn. 
uh, on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram on that. And then on Facebook, you can just find me at Jack Bond. Uh, it's a picture of me with my, uh, my black ring jacket. Shouldn't be too hard to find. Thank you again, Jack. Everyone, again, if you haven't seen the, the video that we've just played or the other videos he just mentioned, he just dropped a new one. Go check that out. Go follow him on social media for, for more training videos and support Jack moving forward in his uh, wrestling career. Again, thank you again for your time this morning, man. Yes, thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, there you go. Jack Vaughn, former OVW world champion. should have mentioned that as well. Um, but now a, a viral TikTok star uh, on top of uh, his, his professional wrestling career. So appreciate Jack joining us on that one. I was very excited to, you know, after we saw that video, uh, I was like, let's, let's get Jack on. I want to talk about this because I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff because you know, we're, we're in this uh, world of content creation and everything, Joel, and we don't know what's going to catch on, what's going what's gonna to be a hit tweet or a, a hit video type of thing and jack was able to to really really trend with, with that one yeah absolutely i mean when i saw it i kind of said to you i was like we, we gotta we gotta talk to jack we gotta you know you brought it to me and said i want to talk to jack and i said yes this video is clearly taking off i went off and watched some of his matches and i was like yep this is a dude that we need to talk to because clearly he's had uh He's, he's had a very interesting story so far. And uh, again, thanks to Jack Vaughn for joining us on the show. Uh, I, I do want to say this, his glasses, those white glasses, love. I was like mesmerized by those glasses. They look good. They are some nice glasses. Should have asked him about his glasses, Joel. I know. I'm looking for new glasses. It's time for new glasses, Jeremy. What do you think? Wait, I are, you, are you thinking white frames? Are you thinking... Giant white frames. I don't think I can pull off giant white frames. My I have a rounder face. Jack was very like square face compared to mine. I have glasses, Joel. That's right. Show them to me. Okay. Hold on. We're gonna get Jeremy's glasses out here. I'm gonna get my glasses here. Gotta find them. Yeah, I know those. Wait, where did Jeremy go? Hi, everybody. Who are you? It is I, the Lambs! Lambs, we, I gotta be honest with you. Last time we did this, you lost a lot of uh, a lot of people. People dropped. They left. No, 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 no. That's not true at all, Joel Burrow. Are you, the are you lambs. I watched them. I watched people the, literally. I saw the count go down. The Lambs can confirm this is an L5, Joel Burrow. The Lambs giant draw. Look at this. Look at this. The Lambs. Mike from Indy. He loved the Lambs. Everybody loved the Lambs. That's an L5. Okay. Are we going to drop some scoops here, Lambs? What are, we, what are we doing here? What kind of scoops do you want, Joel Burrow? Will... CM Punk stay for all of Forbidden Door. Let the lambs tell you about the CM Punk and the Elite, all right? Lot of misinformation on the CM Punk and the Elite. The lamb says this is L1, everybody. Within a year, CM Punk, Kenny Omega, gonna headline, gonna headline AEW pay-per-view, okay? Within one year, CM Punk, 
Kenny Omega AEW World Title gonna headline a pay per view. Remember what the lambs tell you, all right, everybody. That's the real information on CM Punk and the Elite. Don't believe all the fake information that out there. You only get your news from the lambs. Thank you, lambs. I do appreciate you coming out here and uh, and giving us the big scoops. Bye bye, Joe Burrow. You suck. L five. Why does why does lambs not like me? What did I ever do to the lambs? I just pointed out truth. I watched the you can't go down again. What happened, Joel? Lambs came around, and for some reason, lambs uh, doesn't get that when when lamb shows up, people kind of tune out. That's the that's the gimmick, right? He's the he's, he's the abrasive. The he's lambs. A, he's abrasive, Jeremy. He's a dick. Why does he show up? Who keeps inviting him? The, the lamb just does what he wants, man. He just, you know, just pops in here and he, he's in his own world. The lambs is he just does does what he does. He's not. Yeah, he's never really invited or anything. People don't seem to like him, but, you know, there's a there's a spot for the lambs. Yeah, not here. <laughs> <laughs> don't hate that. He'll be back. The lambs will be back. I I'm promise. Sure. But the, the lambs is off getting the scoops. He can't he can't be around all the time. But once he's got a scoop, he'll come around. I swear to God. We, you know what? Howard Stern has the whack pack. We have the lack pack in which we are lacking people who can justifiably arrive. Here. We got we got lambs and the egg man. OK, that's basically what our what our show devolves into at one point. Where's he been today? I don't I guess know. There's still 45 minutes left. I think it show up. Well, he dropped a, he dropped a select exclusive over at FIFAselect.com, an impact thing. So uh, go go check that out. Someone someone who might be coming back around to Impact Wrestling real soon, whose name is not Moose because Moose already resigned uh, and announced that. Now somebody else, um, Mike from Indeed wants to interview the Lambs. It, listen, buddy, it's your funeral if you decide to do that. Okay, I, I can tell you this as as the only person who who knows the Lambs and can can think like the Lambs. The Lambs doesn't do interviews longer than 10 minutes. So if you had like 10 minutes with the Lambs, uh, maybe I, I'll talk to, I'll try to connect with him and let you do that. But 10 minutes, he just doesn't like doing long interviews. He's, he's not a long form interview person. That's why he likes to come here, get in, get his spots in. And then, and then he's done. Then, then he's out. He can't, he can't do these long interviews. I got to get the Lambs to like do the shorts on this channel. We need tried that once, and we get, we gave up on a lot of the the short stuff. And now is probably the best time to really do them because we do so many interviews and stuff. We can clip a lot of this stuff for shorts. Remember, we had somebody who who did this for like a week and then said he'd like keep doing it and then never did. Yeah, he's messaged me about that since then. Yeah, well, the the world is his is his oyster. He just has a lot of trouble opening it. <laughs> Sorry, that one just spot me because I never, I've never thought about that as a, uh, <laughs> as a saying to use. I was off the top of the dome right there, <laughs> so Pearl, right off the top of the dome. Oh my goodness, we're gonna start talking about uh, the shows for this weekend. Give a little bit of that, but uh, as we, as Forbidden Door stuff. I mean, you, I think you hit it on the head really accurately before Jack Vaughn joined us when you said that, uh, you know, the people who are buying this pay-per-view are, are the ones being sold on the top matches that were announced. And there's been a story attached to them and that the undercard is just extra added value. Um, but again, I think we, we can both agree and maybe tell me if I'm wrong, that a, a little more spread, a little bit, a little bit more spreading out of the card would have been uh, 
beneficial for at least spotlighting that's Thursdays at 9.30 on the main channel. Uh, it would have been better for spotlighting uh, some of those matches for Forbidden Door. Yeah, but AEW does this a lot, though, if I'm being honest. like mm-hmm. They give you kind of the, the big matches. They they announce those, and then they fill out the rest of the card kind of the week or two prior. I mean, we didn't know Anarchy in the Arena until like two weeks before that show, before Double or Nothing. Like the Four Pillars was the... Everyone knew that was coming uh on that show but we didn't know anarchy in the arena for a while but they they seem to do this uh with a fair amount it's like you'll know what the what the direction is but you also might not know like the official match until it's obviously announced like we we kind of knew the direction of some of these matches right so and some were just kind of a little bit of a swerve we thought we might just get oh it's orange cassidy and, and zach saber jr in a singles match and then it turns out nope it's a it's a four-way match is what we're gonna do on this so sometimes you know the direction of things uh but it's unofficial and then other times it's just hey we're just gonna make it official because this is what we need to kind of fill out the the rest of the card with things i mean not to spoil anything from rampage but they they announce a match tonight that didn't you wouldn't think was the direction for anything and here it is two days before the card and it's a fun match and everything like i'm really happy that this match is, is happening i'm very happy that the one of the part, people in this match is getting this match uh but there was no sense of setting this up at all in, in the coming week or in the previous weeks and i feel like they'll well i don't feel like i know that they're going to explain it relatively well on on rampage when you watch the segment i heard somebody break down the segment who was live at the show and like they they explained it and it sounds like it's going to be a good setup for that match and so uh yeah it, it's Again, value added, um, and people are going to be a little bit more excited for the show. Uh, can we pivot real quickly to uh, the Owen? I know Bill Pritchard asked this of Tony Khan on the media call. Uh, the Owen Cup was announced. The participants were announced. Um, we can talk about the the brackets and, and who maybe we think will win, but uh, someone brought up, I think fairly so, several have, uh, no Canadians on the card on a tournament that's running almost exclusively in Canada and culminates in calgary you could uh, honestly there's only one one name that i really think you should have put on there and everyone universally agrees and that's ethan page i think on the men's side yes ethan page i think on the women's side not having taya valkyrie is a huge miss because all you're doing with her is just beating her in tbs title matches you're telling me you couldn't instead of the match you did with with statlander on wednesday where it's like oh taya takes another loss in this match you couldn't put her in the tournament and give her like a first round victory on this instead so i think i i think taya was a bigger miss than than ethan page honestly because taya was right there and instead of just doing the match putting her in the tournament it's like oh let's have her lose her third tbs title matches like really that's that's the best use of her here ethan page definitely a miss as well because yeah, ethan page uh that he represents canada to to the fullest out there and i he's a guy that i don't think they've really figured out fully how to utilize except for the darby feud but otherwise it's like oh let's put him with scorpio which they had a fine run and everything but people are like does ethan page really need scorpio and dan lambert talking for him this hardy feud's been going on for about five years now um and it's been the same just like beat the entire time I had some faith when they was like, Oh, the firm, like, Oh, Ethan page and Stokely. That's good. They got history. That'll, that'll be good together. And then that 
I understand MJF stuff kind of and, and Punk kind of got in the way of that, how that played out, but they still tried to bring it back together and then it just didn't really happen. And then again, he's been doing this Hardy thing for forever, forever. Um, yeah, not having Ethan Page on the men's side was was kind of a miss as well. I think, and th- this could just be me speculating about things. Like if you look at the men's bracket, it seems pretty clear where they're going with the, the quarterfinals and the finals matchups. And maybe they just didn't want to beat the Canadians in the first round. And they were like, Oh, instead of just beating them in the first round, we will just, we just won't have them there at all. And I'm not saying that's the right or wrong decision. I do think you could have put, you could have had them win at least the first round though. Taya could have won a first round match. Uh, Ethan Page could have been in there over, let's say like Hobbs and beaten Dustin. And then losing to Ricky in the second round would have, would have made sense there. So they could have at least won a first round matchup, but they wanted to do, yeah, this is speculation here uh, based on just how the bracket aligns. They wanted to do Ricky and Hobbs because there's history there. They want to do Punk and Joe because there's history there. And then they go on to the finals, which I assume is is Punk and Ricky. But it could be Punk and Hobbs throwback to their their Rampage uh, match and Punk's first televised match. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, it could could definitely be that. So maybe they didn't, you know, it seems where they're setting up there for the men's side. But you're telling me you you couldn't do, you couldn't do Ethan and Ricky? That's a throwback. Like they they had, uh, they were feuding. They were the finals in the dynamite thing, battle royal thing, right? I think so. I think you're right. They were, they were fine. They were finals in the tournament. I actually, I think. So you while you're looking at the tournament, while you're looking that up, I, I will say this. So, so I agree with you. By the way, the, the tie of Valkyrie thing is arguably bigger in terms of uh, featured talent weekly on the program. You're right. A good way to build her up would have been to put her in that. Uh, in that Owen cup and let her at least have one victory and then lose. That's fine. Ethan page. You're going to his hometown. You're going to be in Hamilton for the show. Like put him on the card, but don't yeah. and listen, maybe they're going to put him in a feature match on the card. Maybe it's Ethan page versus orange Cassidy. If orange Cassidy walks out with the, uh, the with the international championship after forbidden door. Sure. That's fine too. Ethan page gets a standout match. The Hardys are not going to be in Canada for the next month. So this is an opportunity for Ethan Page to have some standout performances, make himself look good. Then the Hardys come back and maybe they just split split away, finish it. And the Hardys will be like, you did so well for the last month that we are leaving you free of your contractual obligations. And we're going to go after the AW tag titles. Fine by me. Either way, Page should have been in here. Ty Valkyrie should have been in here. There's like a plethora of other Canadian talent that you could have bit that you could have shoved in there. But those are the two to me that, Definitely should have made it the cut. So Ricky and Paige were, they were in the finals of the Eliminator tournament, as I said, and they were the final two in the Dynamite Diamond Ring, uh, which I, I referenced as well. So there's there's definitely history to it. And that could be, you want to talk about stories, that could be a story of Ricky just keeps defeating Ethan Page. And then you have a long term of when Ethan Page finally gets his victory over Ricky Starks at some point that might baby face Ethan page, but it can happen down the line. This is just, a, you know, they love the reference stuff that happened two, three, 18 years ago uh, on AEW television. So you could reference that. Like, you know, I've never beaten you. You've always gotten the better of me 
and AEW. Now is it's not even AEW actually. It, I, I look at their history together. Ricky has always defeated Ethan Page, so it's literally he's never defeated uh, Ricky Starks if you're if you're Ethan Page. So dating back to 2019. So yeah, it, they can they can do this story with, with Ethan Page and, and Ricky Starks. Instead, we're gonna get the the Hobbs and Stark story, which is fine. It's, again, callback, but yeah, they should have. They should 100% have uh, Ethan Page in this and, and then Ty Valkyrie as well. Give him first round wins. You know, Tony's, uh, let's, let's comment on what Tony actually said. Tony, of course, gave the answer of like, we picked the best talent who we thought was best for all of this and the best available talent. Hated that. <laughs> I have myself muted while you're talking, so I don't yeah. A, talk over you or B, get any outside noise, but like, hated that comment you couldn't tell me that ethan page isn't one of your top you basically just buried a bunch of your talent in that one comment i not like you didn't say that the roster sucks but like you couldn't tell me one canadian couldn't make it onto the stupid tournament just for the sake of like just just appeasing us and you tell Ethan Page he's going to be in the card. Guess what? There are going to be people buying not a ton. I'm not telling you that you're going to sell, you know, he's not going to move a thousand tickets, but like Ethan Page will at least get people in Hamilton more excited to go to the shows in Hamilton, which by the way, aren't exactly going gangbusters in ticket sales. So like there are just, it's little things like that where I sit here and I'm just like, why would you answer like that? The best yeah. of your talent. And like Dustin Rhodes is not historically <laughs> Dustin Rhodes is a great talent. He 100% deserves the, the accolades that he's received. However, much like your legends on your TV program, he doesn't need to be featured in matches. Why are yeah, we- but Dun- Dun- Dustin's here to take a loss, right? You need, you need a guy who is there to take a loss. So, you know, you, yeah. you could have put Uno on there. You could have had Evil Uno take a loss and he would have been fine. Evil Uno's already eating L's in ROH and he's getting down on that. Let that add to the story. Oh, I'm fine with that. Honestly, I'm, I'm fine with that. And this is where, okay, it's maybe, oh, we don't want the Canadian to lose type of thing. That's where, again, just have Ethan replace Hobbs and have Ethan beat Dustin. And, and then Ethan goes to, to the second round. There's ways to to book around them losing in the first round. And okay, they make it to the second round. They lose there. Like Canada is going to be disappointed, but a Canadian is not going to win this tournament. Canadian Canadian's not even in this tournament. Um, but a Canadian wasn't going to like win the tournament. Uh, so at least give the hometown crowd. And AW is usually good at this of like appeasing the the home crowd, appeasing the hometown. And this is a, a miss from them to not have any Canadian talent on, on the show. It was, it's a, it's a miss to, to not have them. We're, we're talking about an own heart tournament, legendary Canadian wrestler, the entire tournament's in Canada. And you got no Canadians. What, what are we doing? Is, is Renee Paquette at least going to join commentary for the whole thing? Can she do the ring announcing or something? We got to get Canadians involved somehow. I assume like anyone who wins is going to speak to Renee. Like she's got to be right. doing some sort of like on the stage interviews. You can put her on commentary. Sure. But again, Veda Scott, this is where the Veda Scott conversation comes in. Have Veda come in and guest commentator, guest uh, something, the matches, just the, just the Owen matches. That would have been fine too. Another Canadian. Well, she's not Canadian, but she's Canadian adjacent. She, she, she married a Canadian, therefore, you know, Canadian. That's how it works, right? 
It's kind of sure if you say so, Joel. If you say so, it works like that. Get you in there, Joel. You're Canadian. I would love to, honestly. If if Tony wanted to bring me in and do a uh, give me give me a ring announcing opportunity or a uh, I don't know, I could be a referee like Zicky Dice became last night on Impact Wrestling. So there you go. You could have. No, I want people to beat you up. Would you take a spine buster from Powerhouse Hobbs? I would try it. I would be winded as hell, but I feel like I would try it. All right. Listen, so set this up. Macklin once asked me like if I've ever taken a bump, but like, and I said no, or if I've ever been in the ring, and I've always said no because I have a very high level of reverence for what wrestlers do that I don't want to step into their world unless I'm invited to do so, uh, and I continue to to maintain that. If someone said to me like, "Hey, you want to learn how to take a take a bump or take this?" Sp- I think Spencer Love actually to put him over for a sec got me thinking about that because we asked him about taking bumps and he had mentioned that uh, he, he had taken one. I've, I'm sorry. I forgot who did it. Um, and, and it was someone I liked too. It was one of the wrestlers that I actually like. So um, long and the short of it is once he talked about taking that brain buster, Spencer said, I was like, I would, yeah, I could do that. It's Spencer love who, who is like nothing. He's, he's a little bit taller than me, but he's a lot skinnier than me. If he can take a brain buster, I can take a powerhouse Hobbs spine buster. All right. We'll try to, we'll try to set this up. We know people in AEW who could maybe just get you to take that spine buster before the show on Sunday or something. <laughs> this feels like an awful idea. And you know what, for the content, Jeremy, I'm here for it. Yeah. We're all about the content, right? Seems so bad. This seems so advised. Fightful champion takes spine buster from powerhouse Hobbs. Does Did you hear What's that? Happening? That yeah, was what just happening up a collision preview and then them auto playing some stupid video. Stop auto up- video. We got a cheer from Cyclops is better than Logan on, on Twitch. Said Tony Khan said Canadian wrestlers being used in Canada doesn't work for him, brother. Odd, you would think he would use local talent to host ticket sales. Yeah, again, they're usually good at this. They're usually good about like featuring the local talent on their on the shows and it, they missed when it came came to Canada. They they missed on this, and I'm sure you'll still get Canadian wrestlers. But overall, it was a miss. The uh, the anonymous ITWGM just sent me a message saying, and I quote, "Sorry, and I quote, an effing powerhouse spine buster as your first bump. Are you insane?" <laughs> Short answer: Yes. Long answer: Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to get a new co-host for this show. I figure if I just get, get you beat up enough, it'll happen. This what? Is... Why would you want that? Oh, why no, would I, I want to keep? Yeah, why would I want to keep working with you, Joel? <sighs> no, I'm pretty cool. I'm reading. That sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, I can't read, but I'm reading. <laughs> well, that's accurate. Dax Harwood tweeted. Oh no, that's always bad. <laughs> what a I can't I can't thank everyone in AEW enough for how well they treated Finley this week at Dynamite. Y'all made her feel so special. If there is a divisiveness, that was in quotes, that a certain individual is reporting, I didn't see it at all. Check the collision locker room too. This is a family. This one will get me some heat, but fuck it. It needs to be said. Whatever top star left the show in a bad mood because a certain individual was there instead of running to Dave 
why not just tell the individual face to face? That's how we used to do things back in the day. Remember the time, Jeremy Lambert, that I sat here for weeks on end and saying, back in the day, they used to sit in the back with a bottle of something and talk their shit out. Where is that energy right now? That's what Dax wants. I, I don't think Dax is necessarily wrong. And like, look, man, if you don't like him being there, then talk it out with somebody. Going and doing anonymous reports doesn't help anybody. I also don't think Dax helps when he just comments on this stuff and puts more stuff out there like this. Um, you know, we've had Matt Coon on, on the uh, spotlight and I like Matt Coon. I, I consider myself friends with, with Matt Coon. The, the Dax podcast was very good. I enjoyed listening to it. It was one of those that if I wasn't a wrestling fan, but I liked wrestling, I, I would listen to that podcast, but Dax the things he would say on that podcast, I could see why it rubbed people the wrong way uh, with, with his comments and whatnot. And this is just more of that. I don't think it helps when you, if you want to call out reporters for, for misinformation on like injuries and things like that, like, okay, like, no, this is wrong. I'm not really injured. We've seen that before. Like Oscar's called, called that stuff out of like, yeah, no, this is not why I'm off. TV. Oh, Will says that in the second tweet already deleted. See that? Like, you know what? Good. Good. Because I don't think I don't think that stuff helps. I don't think it helps when you just comment on like, hey, if you're if you're softer than your your favorite wrestler, you know, don't go run into the dirt sheets, brother. And let's let's settle this like men with our guns and knives. I just don't think like that's as I understand what Dax is trying to do, but like if you're Dax, then I guess he doesn't know who the top star was, but I don't even know if I, I don't know if that, that person, I don't know what Dave, when it comes to the, this reporting and who's saying what, but you don't need to call out publicly like that too. I just don't think that helps matters. I really don't. And it also, I'm just going to say it like, yeah, sure. He deleted the second tweet. Great. Guess what? It's already out there. People have yeah, already I just read it on the show. <laughs> yeah, we just read it on the show. And people have already screenshotted, and I'm sure it's going to be shared. And you said it. You said it. You didn't think before speaking. You, Your entire locker room just had a former WWE VP who now works for your company sitting there explaining to you why social media is a tool and why it can be a problem and what off the record means when you're speaking to certain people. But that's not what we're talking about here. The point is, like, take the advice. Take the advice. I. Everyone's different. Some people, again, Jeremy at the top of the show, you wore your heart on your sleeve. You said it. You're not good at hiding your emotions. I understand that. I I can be that way. I don't. I emote it differently. And everyone emotes differently. This is one time where as a professional in a public eye, in a public entertainment, uh, whatever, space, you need to know when to just shut the F up. It's okay, by, by the way, to use myself as an example. Like, like I don't like how I started the show. I was very honest about that. I think people know that when I think a, a show is not going well, whether it's my fault or not, the, the Marty Garner thing, I think, it, go back and watch that show. I was not happy with that at all. And that wasn't either of all our faults. That wasn't even Marty's fault. It was just a lot of tech issues and stuff. But if I'm not happy about something, I'm very bad at, at hiding that. And yeah, there's a time and a place for that, but I'm not making it, I'm not calling other people out 
and, and trying to cause a divide of everything. If anything, I'm just mad at myself for it. And I'm, I'm bad at hiding how mad I could be and how hard I am on myself with this. Dax is kind of causing more of a divide when it comes to things like this. And I think the fact that he deleted that tweet kind of shows like, oh yeah, maybe that one was a mistake. Uh, and Cyclops better than Logan says, I never believe anything that Dax says about anything punk related as he comes off like paid PR employee and him saying this is bad guy as running to the dirt sheets. That, that's the, uh, like, we know Dax's stance, right? And look, you got your friends back. I respect that. I, I, I got no qualms about that. But we know where you stand on this. And so you you it is just coming off of like, well, yeah, he's got his friends back. And again, cool. But if you're talking about the divisiveness and everything, this stuff just, it doesn't help because everyone knows which side you're on when it comes, when it comes to this. By the way, Apparently, there is a Forbidden Door meet and greet tomorrow at Scotiabank Arena at 4 p.m. if you have your collision ticket. So if you're going to collision, you can meet on the on the door on the, the poster. They have Sonata, they have Tanahashi, they have Suzuki and Ishii. So there you go. If you want to get bit by the stone pit bull, pile driven by Suzuki, um, probably play air guitar with Tanahashi and stare at longingly by Sonata has a chance mm. apparently he looks very good this th- tonight on rampage sonata comes out very professional looking so uh spoiler alert <laughs> that was that was a hell of a pivot there that you just did joel pearl you're welcome uh let's uh let's preview collision real quick because there's a lot going on we get we'll do that we'll talk about smackdown as well because there is a it's, it's tag team night on smackdown but on collision on saturday cmftr and starks cmft starks CMFT Ricky. Um, I CMFTR Ricky kind of kind of works. But it's I RR, guess. so it'd be CMFT Ricky. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. Anyway, CMFT Ricky takes on Jay White, Juice Robinson, and the Guns, the Bang Bang Gang, not the Gang Bang Gang. Can't call them that. I'm sorry. You just can't. The Bang Bang Gang. Uh, what are we doing? What? 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 Are we doing? Come on. Juice Robinson going to take the pin? Maybe. Again. I mean, maybe one of the guns. Maybe one of the guns. Can I just say that, like, I'm sure the match will be fine and everything. I, I want to express how happy I am for uh, Ricky Starks that he is working with CM Punk because he's mentioned this uh, a lot of times in interviews, how when, when Punk was gone, how he wanted to work with Punk. You know, I... When Sean did the report, when Punk's uh, Punk was coming back, the teaser was like, "Oh, CM Punk is pitched working with this person." And it turned out to be uh, Samoa Joe. Was was that article? And I I quote tweeted it. I was, I was just like, "I hope it's Ricky Starks because I know from the interviews he's done, the, the public interview he's done, how much he wanted to work with CM Punk." And so on my quote tweet, he replied to that. I was like, "Oh, I hope so too that it was him." So I'm I'm very happy for for Ricky Starks that he is getting this opportunity to work with CM Punk and and I I think it'll elevate him. I hope it'll elevate him. And I, I know that it'll just make him better overall. Like he was great in that backstage promo with uh FTR and, and Punk that that aired on, on socials. He was fantastic there. And Punk seemed to I hope Punk recognizes the value in someone 
like Ricky Starks because we know Punk's got some pool when it comes to that Saturday show and he can kind of book some things. So I hope Punk sees that as well because I think Ricky Starks has been still slept on even even this year. Like the Jay White feud, I don't think the Jericho feud. I mean, like he won, but you know, but who really won? It's a Jericho yeah. feud, so who really wins, Jeremy? Right. Well, Adam Cole got uh, got elevated to the world title picture out of that. So that was I at mean, least that. The, the, it was going to happen the week before he won that match. So here we yeah. go. Yeah. But I, I hope that they see the value in Ricky Starks. And by they, I mean the company as a whole. Uh, and I also want to say the guns. The guns, maybe they're not like the best wrestlers in the world. I understand where they're not everyone's cup of tea they got the presence and they just understand like the, the business of professional wrestling. I'm a fan of the guns. I get why people don't like them. I think a lot of the dislike is largely just based on like, Oh, we like these tag teams more. Why are you giving us the guns? Like look beyond like, you're just kind of like, Oh, we have so many great tag teams. Why are the guns here type of thing? And just like, look what they actually do in the ring and the, the way they carry themselves and everything. And like, they, they get it. And I, I, I like the guns. I, I don't think they should really lose this. I don't know if juice Robinson should lose. Jay white probably shouldn't lose. Juice is probably the guy to, to take the, uh, to take the loss. I assume the guns can probably get it, but like, I understand the appeal of the guns and why they're in this spot. If you're Tony Khan, I'm not one of those people who are like, no, don't give me the guns. There are so many better people. I'll take the guns over the Hardys in 2013 or 2000, not 2013, 2023. Forgot what year it was. 2013, he probably would have taken the Hardys because the guns would have been in middle school. Yeah. In 2023, I will take the guns over the Hardys. I feel like they would have been in like elementary school, but either way, <laughs> maybe they were great wrestlers back then. I don't know. But yeah, I, I hear what you say and I agree with you. I want more young talent to continue to be featured on the program and the guns are the guns are there they're entertaining they're good this is and this is something that you know i hear a lot from AEW, and this isn't i don't think this is necessarily a rough criticism it's just that in a company where it feels like everyone is over the people who are the most disliked are also the ones that you continue to remember you know it's like it's you want to break out of the pack well, guess what? The guns are doing that because you're talking about the guns when you say you just, you dislike them, but you're also still watching them. Or if you're in Chicago, you're getting little pieces of paper with uh, <laughs> letters signed. By See, this, like, this is stuff that they're just like good at, right? Like it's a minor thing, but like it just adds so much. And, and they are very good at that kind of stuff. Like they are. I saw uh one of them tweet like oh 1000 tweets and we'll ask tony khan to to bring back many men which should happen by the way are you kidding me and they got that retweet they got a thousand retweets in under 30 minutes man people yeah. just, so you think do you think they're going to come out to many men this weekend oh they should that that theme song and now uh i think it's austin has has perfected the like gun shooting water spit thing as well you throw that with the mini men theme oh just the entrance alone that team is like made just made on the entrance alone if you have that song i i hope i hope tony pays up and, and uses it uh, a bit more they've got a wealth of knowledge a wealth of experience backstage and i think the guns 
are are taking advantage of that. And I'm not just talking about their dad because, yeah, listen, dad had a successful career in, in WWE. Billy Gunn continues to offer his advice. But, like, you know, how often are you just only listening to one person? There are a lot of people back there that I think the guns are approaching and talking to. I'd listen to Billy Gunn over a lot of these people. Billy Gunn had a very long career was part of some top acts and didn't have to go out there and destroy himself. He's still wrestling today, but didn't have to go out there and destroy himself for, you know, the, the pop and everything just had to speak, just had to shake his ass, pull his, pull his pants down a little bit and got like a big pop off of things. Billy Gunn gets the business right? Like he gets all that. He gets taking the minimum and making it the maximum. Billy Gunn gets that. And that's someone, if you're in a position like the guns, because look, they're not the workers of like the young bucks. They just can't do that stuff. So find a different Avenue. And that's what they've done. And again, this isn't me disparaging Billy Gunn as a talent. I just think, uh, I think they got a lot from their dad. And because of that, it does give you a leg up. And now they can approach even more people knowing what they know from their dad and continue to build upon that. Whereas others, they didn't have Billy Gunn as a dad growing up or training with him. And how many times have they talked about how it would be like dad forced us to go to the, to the gym because he, we had to keep up with Billy Gunn and his style. That's man. That's something else. Dude has work ethic. Like you'll never understand Billy Gunn does. So uh, yeah, the big, big opportunity for the guns. And I, I'm glad to see them hitting it out of the park. Cause they listen, they're, they're entertaining. <laughs> That's what they are. And I'm fine with that. So looking forward to that match on collision uh, elsewhere on the card, Willow Nightingale versus Nyla Rose in the Owen Hart women's tournament. Uh, I mean, Willow a night before she has a match. Yeah. Willow's not taking an L the night before she takes an L. <laughs> Could you imagine though? Nyla Rose go into the finals of the Owen. I wouldn't hate it actually, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, just a precarious placement of this, but it's happening. So here we are. Um, yeah, anything to add on on Willow and Nyla? No, it should be fine. But yeah, it's fine. I love seeing Nyla. Looking. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, she is. Um, she's also doing. A, I think she's doing Evil Uno's show in Gatineau, Quebec tonight. So if you happen to be just outside of my hometown of Ottawa, go across the bridge and go see uh, Evil Uno's show because Nyla will be there. And- this, but this is this is where you could have used Taya, right? Like, does, does Willow need to be in this tournament and in this match? I mean, maybe she's going to win. Maybe she ends up winning the whole thing um, because I assume Tony is winning uh, on Sunday. I don't think Tony's going to lose that match. So maybe this is like sort of the make good of like, oh, Willow's going to win this. But if Willow's not going to win this, then why wouldn't you just put Taya in this match against against Nala Rose? My feeling has been that the finals of the the Owen for the women is Britt versus uh, Athena. I mean, you're going to have to have a champion take a loss here because you got Athena in there and you got Willow in there. They're seemingly on a collision course for the semifinals. I think that's pretty fair to say. One of them's got to take an L in that match. So yeah, champion's going to, again, why wouldn't you just put Taya in this spot? If Willow isn't going to win or put Taya in Athena's spot, if Athena isn't going to win one of them's not, they both can't win the tournament. So you're going to have a champion taking L here. So 
just put Taya in there, give her a first round victory. And okay, she loses to a champ. She loses to Willow. Nothing wrong with that. Willow's a champion. She loses to Athena. Nothing wrong with that. Athena's a champion. Just uh, maybe I'm overcomplicating things. Maybe Taya is just not the best available talent. And I'm sorry. Poor Taya. Uh, I, th- I hope that they have plans for her, especially with some of the stuff that they're about to show us tonight on Rampage. We're not going to get into spoilers. Brody King takes on Andrade El Idolo. First question um, Is Kevin Kelly working tonight or er, working tomorrow? No. G1 starts soon. Or is he doing the show? No, he should be able to work it. Yeah, yeah I assume he's going to be calling part of Forbidden Door, honestly. I would like that very much. Uh, do you think KK gets uh, Andrade's name right this week? Uh, yes. Okay, yes. I hope so too. Okay. I'm not, that's, that's a fun dig at Kevin Kelly. I think he's fantastic. I just I know he got ribbed for it, so I'm going to pile on a little bit. Uh, this is going, we, I think we talked about it on this show. feels like we're going towards House of Black versus LFI and then an eventual Roosh versus Andrade program. Did you and I talk about this, or did Kate and I talk about this? I, I've not talked about Andrade no. at all. So. Be, yeah, that, all that makes sense. It on Sunday because uh, we, Roosh had just announced that he had a baby. Uh, he and his wife had, had, had a baby girl. So yeah, my feeling was Roosh comes back after a little pat leave, and we he turns on Andrade, kicks him out of LFI, and Andrade turns face in the meantime, and we do Andrade and Roosh. That makes sense. After they lose the, the trio's tag match. Yes, they, they got to lose the uh, the trios tag match uh, for sure. They they will open they will enter the open house challenge uh, and then lose. And then I hope Roosh and uh, whoever the the partner is there just shoot on Andrade like they did on Dragon Lee at the end of the big elite return, which popped me. That never went anywhere because they just shot their own angle. Roosh rules. There are so many things that I have to say about Roosh, but man. This is- <laughs> I don't know what Tony Khan got Roosh to agree to to have him take L's in AEW. That's all I want to know. He's like, yeah, just take take the L's, whatever. You kind of just show up, do what you want, work your own style. I don't care how the match plays out as long as you lose. And Roosh is like, all right, cool. No, I'll make sure I'm getting over in this loss, and then I'm just going to do what I want afterwards to get my heat back and everything. I'll take the L. That's fine. He took a he took a, a page out of the Vince McMahon book to TK and said, I'll owe you one, pal. And Bruce is just like, never heard that one before. I think I can trust him. <laughs> Bruce is fantastic. I love Sting, that guy. Sting and Darby are going to announce their mystery partner. We've talked Naito. this. Naito, Naito seems to be the guy. Could it be anyone else? Shingo's the only other person I can I can think of because they teamed last year. But Shingo doesn't have the history with Jericho that that naito does and darby saying like you've made enemies in a lot of promotions kind of kind of tips naito a little bit more than shingo i don't i don't see it being anyone else i know the goldberg rumors are out there tony kind of dismissed those a little bit and like it's new japan show like you're gonna have a new japan talent out there you're not bringing in goldberg for this new japan pro wrestling superstar goldberg (laughs) (laughs) and also Naito, Naito and Jericho are one and one in their uh, their matches from 2018, 19. So uh, this is the opportunity to have what I guess would be the rubber match. We're not going to renew Jericho and Naito, but at least we're going to have a third match involving them. And that's fine with me. There's a story there. It's a little one, but it works. Glacier people or are, Riot in the chat. That's the one I want. Yeah, people are saying Hiromu. Bring in Suji, baby. Get that man over a little bit more. I mentioned Yoda Suji. I thought that would have been fun for uh, for for Punk as a one-on-one. Instead, we're going to get Kojima in the... Uh, yeah, in the- Yoda, Suji, Yoda Suji couldn't take that loss to the Punk. Always. You don't need 
you don't need him taking that L. Yeah, yeah, I know. But what if we beat Punk in the Owen and goes? What if Yoda Suji won the Owen? I mean, I'd be for it. That's a good. That's a good look for Yoda Suji. Uh, there's nobody else. I mean, Takahashi Hiromu's another one, but there's just there's no there's no story. Um, which like I, I now that's become kind of a gag, but like there is a story with Naito and Jericho, so maybe we can just let that happen. Uh, yeah. Christian Cage addresses the TNT Championship. Luchasaurus is technically the TNT title holder. Christian Cage is the champion. What are we doing? Are we going to turn Luchasaurus and he's going to be a good guy again? No, no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I I think that Christian Cage is just gonna like just have the title, and then Luchasaurus is almost like it's heavy, and, and just like you, if you beat Luchasaurus, you don't win the title. Like, if you beat Luchasaurus, you get a shot at Christian. I think Christian just declares himself as the champion. Honestly. But like you to get a shot at his title, you gotta beat Luchasaurus first. It didn't work for you on Wednesday declaring for money in the bank. You're not in the match. Why does it get to work for Christian Cage? I am in the match. What are <laughs> you, you talking about? Briefcase photo just ready, don't you? I am, yeah. I'll, I'll pull, I got the briefcase. I thought you were about to pull out the briefcase. I thought you had it ready and wearing to go. I'm in the match. I already got the briefcase right here. I got oh, it. Stop it. Bear, I Baron won Lambert. already. Spoiler. I won the Money in the Bank briefcase. Baron Lambert over here. <laughs> in the presumed main event, because I would not see anyone else having this main event, Swerve Strickland and Hiroshi Tanahashi. I mean, mean, Punk Punk would be in the main event. You open with Tanahashi. And do you? Uh, I My feeling was that the Tana match ends up with something with MJF or at least some sort of like crossover to sunday a big brawl yeah. with new japan stars and, and aw stars and then tony being like we're out of time and that's that's saturday and that's how we had collision i get that like i i understand closing the show with the tanahashi victory and then an mjf confrontation or something like that i i completely understand that i it it feels like this opens or or closes and then or, or and then the punk match is the the opposite of yeah it. that's how you bookend it just depends on how they decide to bookend Open with Punk, fine. Do that eight-man tag, get it out of the way. Unless you're about to have other members of Bullet Club show up, and I don't expect that. And I don't expect the Alex Pulaski CM Punk joins Bullet Club story to pull through either. Have you heard this story? I have. I mean, he's got a that ain't happening just it's yet. Not. I would like it. That's honestly kind of tremendous. CM Punk Bullet Club member, Bullet Club leader, CM Punk. Oh, dude, it'd be so good though. He's the Bullet Club leader. He's taking shots at Omega. The entire time, you know, Lambs broke the news that we're going to get uh, Omega and and CM Punk headlining an AEW pay-per-view within a year. This is how you do it. CM Punk joins Bullet Club and then he just starts talking all this trash about the former leaders and everything. And he really calls out Kenny Omega on this. And then Omega has to defend the honor of the Bullet Club. AJ Styles can come back as well. Finn, what's he doing? He can come back. Just bring all the Bullet Club people in, into the AEW universe or galaxy. Sorry, sorry, Chris. I want to see the I want to see the Guns and Punk interact as as cowork as as coworkers cohorts, and I want to see CM Punk and the Tokyo Pimp interact. <laughs> Yujiro, <laughs> yeah, Yujiro. Cool like, yeah. Like, what, what do you do here, Tokyo Pimp? You what? P- we have pimps in this. What? Guys, what are we doing here? 
What are we? We're straight edge. We are nah. the straight edge bullet club. I feel like punk can appreciate a good pimp. Think so? I don't know about that. Why? What? What's? What? Punk can't shouldn't be judging the lifestyle choices of other people. I understand he's straight edge. I get maybe he's judged for that, but the pimp doesn't judge the the straight edge lifestyle. He shouldn't judge the pimp lifestyle. Anyway, Bullet Club of Honor. There it is. <laughs> uh, so that's that's a collision. Uh, that's Saturday. Looking forward to watching that live along with the four hour Ring of Honor taping that they'll do as well. Uh, last night's Ring of Honor, by the way, really upset me because, come on, man, the show went from seven till nine thirty. It was a two and a half hour Ring of Honor program. And it messed with my impact post show, which by the way is available on this channel this week because Cresta and I were not going to wait until midnight to do our post show. The ring of honor. We, I hate this. I hate the, I hate these two plus hour, get a time, stick to it. I know Tony is like, I love that. I don't have to stick to a time. I stick to a bloody time, Tony. Cause this is just it, personally, it's messing with my ability to do my job. That's one. But the other thing is just like, People get burnt out on this shit. It's not worth the time investment, especially if you're live in the building. Holy shit. Don't ask me to stick around for an extra two hours after I've sat through the other three and a half of dynamite collision, whatever it is. I know I'm going on a rant here, but like I'm not looking forward to this. And I know that's part of my job to be there and watch it and take note, but like two and a half hours on a show that doesn't mean shit until next month when you run your next pay-per-view event. What are we doing? Joel Pearl shoots on Ring of Honor television taping. Clip it. Put it on the put it on shorts. <laughs> hey, the guy who allegedly does shorts is in the chat. There you go. Yeah, he wants Hiromu to be the, the tag partner. So yeah. that tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> oh God. But, okay. Oh, now okay, now we'll we'll do some uh we'll do some uh be behind the scenes, pull back the curtain. Why don't you do two separate post shows now because i i know the reasoning before was like oh there's three shows there's already three shows so we're gonna combine but now there's only two shows on thursdays so why couldn't you split it again i have not pitched that to sean yet and that is on me and and kate to to bring to sean or at least talk about it um we also we enjoyed doing the crossover uh because it was a nice little a nice little exchange and a little value added to the show um, however, I do agree. Like I, we had someone in the comments last week be like two hours for a ring of honor post show. I was like, it's two shows. Please just get it through your head. There's a, there's an impact post show afterwards, but, um, yeah, it's tough in the audio realm. We split it up. You get a right. separate ring of honor and a separate impact wrestling post show. Um, and again, we're not drawing, you know, I, I make the joke all the time. It was the, the 1.44444K for life. Because that's what we would average out. Was it 1.4 or 2.4? Either way, we would get the same number of viewers every week. It went up with Ring of Honor. It's gone down a little bit just because it's such a long stream to watch. So it might be worth splitting up again. Um, it's just, it's frustrating. I, it, it's annoying to have to wonder whether or not Ring of Honor is going to be a three-hour show this week. And if I have to put the the main event, not the main event, sorry, the the, the final on the, the post show on overbooked. Cause it's one thing if I, if I'm going to wait like an extra half hour, it's another thing I've ever got to wait until 11, 12 o'clock to start a post show. Just tell Kate and Reg, they don't need to talk about every single 
match. We were on Thursday's first Jeremy Lambert. Just <laughs> pointed that out too. And I that is not lost <laughs> on me. I was salty at the beginning of last night. I can't tell if Cress is shooting with her tweets or anything because uh she was <laughs> not thrilled. Yeah, yesterday she was not happy. Oh, it just it it, it bugs me. Um it bugs me because I like doing these post shows. I think impact doesn't get the love that it deserves last night's show. To be perfectly honest, I didn't like very much um, while it was very wrestling heavy. The, the main event was just there. It was kind of just here's bully Ray and Steve Macklin versus Eddie Edwards and Frankie Kazarian in a match of can they coexist and let's be friends because our trainer is the same guy like that. Eh. But there was other stuff that I enjoyed on the show. Uh, and we talked about it quite, quite highly. But the point is, it didn't ring of honor. Didn't need to be two and a half hours. I see people saying that Athena was good. Yes. I heard the street fight. The Chicago street fight was fantastic. That was a 20 minute match in a two and a half hour show. So what are we doing? What, what's the point of this is what I'm asking. Oh, that look, I get it again. I think now that, uh, we, we, we only have, um, the, the two shows because you're combining, uh, ROH and Impact, and, and along with the spotlight on Thursdays, you could just split the shows again to keep it at three. Because before we had Day After Dynamite, and that's why it was combined in the first place, because it was like, oh, we only want three live shows on the channel. And now Day After Dynamite is, is gone. So uh, you can split it, and it's still only three shows. So I, I worth worth pitching, uh, seeing if that, that could be possible. Because I assume it's okay if like two shows run at the same time on the main channel. And then when there is, uh, you know, when, when the ROH post show wraps up, you guys can jump into that stream yard and do a simulcast for two minutes and tell everybody, Hey, jump over to the impact post show. And then that'll, that'll be that. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. It's um, again. And I see Kate in the chat saying like, move it back to Florida. Honestly, like ring of honor can be dark ring of honor can be AEW's dark replacement with a little bit more attached to it. Don't get me wrong, but like, it shouldn't be treated as the weekly TV. I don't think should be treated as like this big, important show every single week. Cause clearly they're not, they're not treating it that way themselves. Right. How many times has Tony come out and been like, stick around for the main event. We're going to have Vikingo versus Commander. He's done that two weeks in a row, by the way, some sort and like gringo loco versus Commander and, and, and like a uh, Vikingo. I'm like, why are we doing this? What, what are we, what are we accomplishing? At eleven at night, Eastern, uh, whatever time it is, it's just whatever. It's it's silly. I want to like Ring of Honor. I want to like the show, and I did it first. Now I'm just like this obnoxious eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, nineteen match card. <laughs> it's it's too much. It's just too much. It broke me. SmackDown tonight. It's tag team night. Pretty deadly. Yes, boy. They're gonna challenge Sammy and KO, aren't they, for those tag titles? New tag I... teams. Yeah, no, I don't think we got new new tag champs. I don't think Pretty Deadly is uh is winning the the tag team titles, but it should be a fun match. I, I like that match. Pretty Deadly's a, a fun act. They get a lot of accolades uh from from their peers and, and things like that. And I New Day is a big fan of them. So yeah, I'm I'm good with that. I like uh I like that match and I think Sammy and Kevin are gonna continue to win. They also uh they, they look good on the bump. I'm watching this this little clip. They dressed up real nice, so good on oh, them. Okay, they right. a nice like blue suit. Weird. They they it's very like 
women's fashion on them because they're they're wearing like the just go watch the video just go watch the video uh isla dawn and uh and, and alba fire challenge for the women's it's a wait, no, it's unification match wait a second is is the tag team match tonight apparently i thought it, it was next week it says here if if El- this is from june 21st if they win the undisputed tag titles of this friday on smackdown you can expect a few adjustments. That's from the bump video. No, it's in London. It's next week. It's June 30th. Then why are they saying this Friday on SmackDown? I don't know, but they're wrong. Damn it, bump team. I'm going to talk to them. Yeah, it's June 30th, that match. Apologies for the misinformation from the bump via Joel Pearl. That is WWE's fault this time. Uh, That's that's just what it is. And this one is actually happening. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Unification match for those tag titles, women's tag titles. Uh, Poor Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. (laughs) Yeah, Ronda and uh, Shayna are most likely winning this match. Shayna... I think they're going to take him to NXT at some point. Shayna seems very like kind of, we want to do this type of thing. Do they have women's tag teams in NXT still? Like they called up the only two they had. They have the... two and they're teasing a third. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see, and look, we saw Seth Rollins uh, do a nice little, nice little bump uh, with the ratings uh, on Tuesday. Gave, gave NXT one of their biggest viewership numbers in a very long time and did a high quarter for them. So clearly there's something too. I don't think you can do it like every week of like, Hey, let's send a main roster talent over there because I don't know how many like legit draws you got on the main roster to, to give that bump. Seth Rollins clearly worked. I think they will think that Ronda Rousey will, will work. And uh, we may soon find out how, how big that Ronda Rousey bump is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Ronda work Tuesdays. <laughs> Man, that crowd, that crowd's going to be mean to her too. Good. <laughs> At least Ronda's a heel. <laughs> yeah, so it works. Yeah, it, it, it does work. But man, that crowd's going to be very mean to her. All I'm saying is Rousey and Baszler versus Lash Legend and Jakara Jackson. It's going to definitely go. <laughs> it's going to happen. Sure, that'll go very well. We're out of time. I spent way too much time ranting about Ring of Honor. So you did. It's Friday, Jeremy. We're 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 looking forward to Forbidden Door this weekend. There's a lot, a lot going on. So Jeremy, plug away. Let's get out of here. I'm looking forward to Brian Danielson and Kazuchika Okada. Uh look, man. I'll I I don't need to sell this match or anything as as a wrestling fan. Though, as someone who thinks Brian Danielson is the absolute goat, as someone who has followed a good chunk of Okada's career, uh, it's a match we didn't think was going to happen, and I'm I'm excited. I don't get excited for a ton of uh, of wrestling matches because we just see so many, and there's just so much wrestling. And I think my job kind of lends itself to like, oh, cool, here's another cool match, but I also got to work. I got to do a lot of work on these nights um and sometimes i get very jaded of like what i'm actually watching because it's like yeah to me this is sometimes it becomes a job and i lose the plot uh, a lot of times i i'm i'm excited for danielson and okada and i very much look forward to it i hope everyone appreciates what we're gonna watch on uh on sunday 
thank you for the check, Tony Khan. I will gladly cash that and uh, buy my buy my kids some ice cream with that that money that he sent me to put that uh to put that over right there. Um, I don't know. Plug Fife overbooked. You you're, you do the plugs, Joel. I no. pol- I apologize. I apologize, everyone, for for how I was uh, at the the more at the beginning of this show. That's on me. I got to be better. I'm glad that we uh, were able to pull you out of that funk and we had a good show. So good week as well. Um, no, no, no flat conversation this week. So everyone's happy. So let's go fightful overbooked. If you haven't subscribed to us here, fightful overbooked, go ahead, do that. Now tap that bell, get notifications and drop a thumbs up on the video as well, because that goes a long way. Uh, we have content that drops every single day. If it's not the interviews that we're seeing here, then it's going to be uh, later on today, uh, coexisting with Rob and Maggie. They're going to be live at three o'clock. You've got uh, Righteous Reg and Mike doing Indeed every single, what is that, Thursday or Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesdays. It's changed they had every- main event. They had main events on uh, uh, Independent Wrestling Tag Team main event. They're, they're all over the place right now. Go check out that interview that they do at main event. Which main event? The, the the two tall, bulking black guys or the the circus guys? Yes. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> there is a difference, by the way. Uh, one is actually in your neck of the woods. It's the former. It's the former. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, go go check out Indeed, and uh, of course, uh, Tag Talk. They're still on the air for a little bit longer, and I think they've. I don't know if they've announced what their what their plans are yet, but uh, we uh, we have Tag Talk, so go watch them, and of course plethora of content every single day new japan bread club they just tossed down uh an episode that aired yesterday that is previewing forbidden door and we're here and that's all that matters in the weeds every monday wednesday and friday kate and i are going to be live sunday afternoon from an undisclosed location in the city of toronto talking forbidden door talking girls next door we will have just been coming from girls next door so we'll keep you posted as to when that show is going to go live but we'll be here on fightful overbooked then uh don't follow jeremy lambert follow fight talk underscore instead and uh I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, beyond the binary, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Forbidden Door. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. <laughs>